Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. The boys are back in town. And no, KB would not be coming in, as y'all have seen plenty of times. When the he boy come in is out of town. <laughs> For he real. enjoyed his honeymoon from his great wedding that he had this weekend. Yeah, man. KB, KB is on a honeymoon. His first vacation ever. Um, is it? Yeah, uh, because he went to he went to Toronto for a wedding. But I wouldn't consider. Yeah, I wouldn't really want consider really. that vacation. He just was out there vibing. I guess this is like legit. Like, like he's going out he there just with no responsibilities, no expectation. He's just chilling. True. And I love the little, the little room and place he in is amazing. Oh man, yeah, phenomenal. All the videos he sent, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, if you want to hear us talk about the wedding and everything that occurred and the wedding stories. Make sure you stay and you watch the full podcast. Eventually, we'll get there. What I want to do and make sure that we do is stay on topic of the basketball conversations that are going on around the NBA. Because it's juicy right now. It is. It's it's a, it's a little juicy. Um, first and foremost, though, how you feeling? Feeling good, man. Especially with everything going on, it feels like it's been a very dry off season. And right now, we got a lot of shit to talk how about. How are you feeling, though? I'm feeling good. No, I'm really good. I'm feeling excited. Uh, you hungry? No, I'm not hungry. <laughs> you ate? Uh, I did eat. What I had eat? a sausage and cheddar from Starbucks this morning. Ooh. You ever had oh. one of those, Mike? I feel like he doesn't nah. rub me as a Starbucks guy. I, I, I'm I not go, the biggest I Starbucks go, uh, guy either. I, I don't get the like strawberry lemonade Kai's. Oh, the strawberry lemonade. I get them frozen. Oh, see, he a smart man. Yeah. How do you pronounce that? It ain't a Kai. It's, it's an acai. I say, I say, Kai. Yeah. They know exactly what I be talking about. I say, <laughs> they be like, "Who the fuck is this?" Yeah, rookie. I mean, I be saying, I be going, I be going in there too. Something about something. Let me get a large. Let me get a medium. I don't oh, you don't say the grande. I say venti. venti. I ain't gonna lie. I say venti. All three of those measurements mean large. What I say? It's tall, grande, and then venti. I those, say venti. Yeah, th- those are all large measurements if you think about it. Like a tall, but they the are. grande is not as. Big. Grande is like medium. This is but a grande. grande. Literally means yeah. large in Spanish. A tall is like smaller than this. I don't even know how small. Well, I've well, never got to tall. It don't make sense. Problem is the fact that they use all big words to describe. Right, to describe. Yeah, they trick you. So if you if you first get that tall, you're like, okay, I'm gonna get some big shit, and it's like this. Now you like, damn. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I ain't gonna lie. I'm kind of thirsty to get back home. Get back on Madden. I've been waiting a long time for that to drop. I feel the same way, man. I've been in my streaming bag heavy doing the college football revamped, and every day I don't get a chance to do it, I be fiending to get back on that shit. Um, yeah. Do y'all enjoy football games a lot? I enjoy the college I don't football like one. Because he plays it all the time. I don't enjoy Madden as much as I used to just because of how the game is. No shot at Mike. <laughs> but I knew it was over for me when in Madden where Mike admittedly wasn't into football. He's he He's way more into football now. But I remember when he first was getting into it, he didn't know it, but he was he still found a way to be good. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like some of these games, you have to have some ideology of what's going on. If that yeah, because like on 2K, you can't just queue up a game on like quick play and then just play good if you've never played 2K or know anything about basketball. Because like no, you no, wouldn't no. know what players are good so at. I think it's more so just like that. the knowledge of the actual sport. Because when I first started Madden, I was, I was dead ass ass. Yeah. But like. It's more so that I don't, I didn't know who the fuck Mike Evans was, but like a week later, I was in that bitch busting PS. <laughs> he was pressing Mike, at, pressing. But Tyler him. don't, Tyler don't really know shit about basketball, but he's decent at two. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Like, I feel like two K is is a is is not as worse as Madden because I think Madden, as far as IQ, not Madden, as far as football versus basketball, there is more 
IQness, in my opinion, on a football field than a basketball oh, field. Oh, yeah. It's not to downplay basketball because obviously that's my love. But I think it's a lot more harder to read a zone coverage that's being disguised as man-to-man defense versus basketball. It's just like, okay, very rarely is anybody playing zone in the NBA level. Maybe they'll play zone on 2K, which, again, uh, some other shit to complain about because nobody's running 2-3 zone in the NBA like that. It's probably (laughs) you have Miami Heat or certain defenses running certain disguised zones, but a straight-up high school 2-3 that they have in the game does not get ran or 3-2, whatever. Um that's a lot more easier to dissect. It's only five people. You yeah. can isolate, but when you have different coverages, you, you got, got four four people rushing at you or whatever yeah. amount yeah. of people rushing at you. Then you got shit on Madden where like I can I can pull back my whole line. Who does that? <laughs> or like pull You're back your D line and coverage. Yeah. Oh what? People do that? Yes. Jay Jalen. I've been I had a rivalry going with Jalen and Madden. He would rush two people. He getting to the quarterback. It don't that make don't no make sense. sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> they it rushing too and then using the rest of them in their zone. Yeah. I wasn't watching, but I've I've played against people back when I used to play like a lot of games I don't play online no more because it gets get too toxic. Motherfuckers and because be trying too hard. I'm not as invested. When I but when I was a kid, I was one of those well, not when I was a kid, when I was a little younger. I definitely used to be one of those people. We was we would play on my team and we would go online and Try to go undefeated. I used to be playing toxic and having motherfuckers mad. Like sure. that's every everybody's goal is obviously to be the best they can, but I feel like that doesn't benefit just like the general user experience because you have to try in every game. You have to, yeah. And the older I get, the less. In, I, I probably not even older. I don't want to put age to it, but I guess the more busier we get and bigger we get with the podcast, sometimes I just literally want to play the game to just enjoy my experience to just have a like. Just a chill. Outlet. Yeah. So I don't want to have to be uh, sitting up mad, angry. Man, what the uh, – uh, I don't want to be doing that. So some, <laughs> so a lot of times it's like, man, I was just – and that's why I like college football revamp. I just play the game. I'm controlling it. We just having fun. I can go recruit some players. It ain't so much like it's the championship. And I feel like because everything has become digital – Everybody has a chance to be good. You can Google how to be good in 2K right now. Yeah, you definitely can YouTube that. You yeah. can Google the best defenses to use in Madden right now. I just you Google can how Google, to play uh, MLB the show. You could probably Google some shit with Call of Duty. Yeah, you can see what the top dudes is putting on their guns. top guns, yeah, what their yeah. Top, top attachments are. So once oh, yeah. that, when we were growing up, not to sound old because we're not that damn old, but we used to have to, like, just you just try to figure it out. You'd have yeah. to feel, play the game. I remember, like, on Call of Duty, you would just always, like, they had a kill cam. You could just see nigga yeah. rocking stopping power, nigga rocking, rocking this. I think that's some of the best conversations, too. We always had those conversations on guys who used to be OP on 2K, but you only knew that because you had to play. 2K12, we didn't have a YouTube channel or Twitter where we had certain accounts telling you all the OP players. Oh, man, this guy's only a gold, but he's really good. No. Motherfuckers, who was your guy, Andrew Gallock? Or who mm-hmm. was, I was about to say, ain't nobody tell me. Yeah. You had to just me figure and it out. Me and was a hooper yeah. with Andrew Gallock. Or Orlando Jones. Orlando Jones from the Pacers. You had to just figure that out. Gerald Green, that's the oh, one man. that's like everybody knows Gerald Green was OP now for a guy that was only probably like a 76. But like you had to go figure that out. That's just like that's, that's that. That's that just knowledge of the game. Too. Or Jimmy yeah. Butler before he became. If, I, if I'm on mud yeah. and I'm trying to be like, man, I need a dude that's going to be fast, but I don't got no money. But like. I know there's a dude on the Vikings who fastest, or I know that the dude on the Chiefs, he got he already got 90, 90 plus speed. 
and he don't even got to be a damn gold. But yeah. I know because it's just like I know the cards. For, for I know sure. The people. But I feel like that element in gaming is lost because it's like you have ch- channels that will tell you who's the best budget cards and, you know, who is this guy? And then and them part them car prices be going up, going right up. So it's like, yeah, it's just it's just not the same. But uh, drop the mic before you dive into this juicy NBA talk. Uh, before I do the drop the mic, I wanted to do an announcement. I told y'all what I'm doing. I'm gonna be doing an aux battle on my Twitch stream. If you don't know, if you don't know my Twitch, it's Mike Ben here. Same as my Twitter. It's Fifty Cent versus Kanye. So make sure you tune. That's tonight. That. Tomorrow. Wednesday. Make sure y'all get there. I'm a, I'm making sure I'm if the only thing that'll stop me from not being there is if I'm streaming. And if I'm streaming, I'll probably just be in a Discord. But I'm def I'm tuned in. I might have my stream watch your stream of you streaming it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Wednesday tomorrow as uh tomorrow Wednesday at seven, we're gonna be doing Ox Battle. Prediction. And I feel like it, Kanye gonna win, but fifty cent you, got it, bro. Like he he can definitely match up with it. The thing that's that's tough for me. Is we don't know the representatives yet. Yeah, and we're looking for. So how we're gonna orchestrate it is five rounds. But the people that are gonna be picking the songs are gonna. It's gonna be we're gonna find two representatives for each artist, and the chat is gonna pick which song wins the round. So we'll be going through. We got five rounds. If you wanna be hear more and be involved, and join that Discord. Know, yep, join the Discord and make sure you're there seven o'clock tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I think that's a big element because of. The wrong person could get fifty cent, yeah. or the wrong person could get Kanye, and it's like, so oh, we did, I'm we playing had, my favorite we did a song. Practice with with Meek Mill and Big Shine today. Tyrese was representing um, Tyrese Maxi fan, yeah, and you know he Philly, all Philly. that type of shit. So we had Meek Mill. He played Dreams of Nightmare. No, he didn't. Not once. No. My point proven. My point proven. Did he? he it was one song. There was like a song that he's been featured on. Like who's got a feature on? And he picked one song. Dude. People was just like, "Come on, bro!" He, I had a I had a sub in, a sub in for him and pick a song for him. Did he do? He did corny like generic song like uh, "A Man" with Drake. He ain't do that. I'm a yeah. boss. I I'm that, I subbed in and put in "I'm a boss" for him. He Wait, talking about he I was gonna save it for the last. I don't remember what bullshit he played, but you're saving a song for Meek still went undefeated <laughs> though. And I guess Wait, that's what just, songs? I'm so confused. I'm trying to think what he had on. Now. I got to please look some of that up. Did he play levels? No, damn! Oh my gosh, no. He had uh he had going bad on there with Dri- uh with Drake. Oh, so yeah, he playing. How old is Tyrese Maxi fan? I think he like it. I think he's still in high school. Probably like sixteen, seventeen. Did he play All Eyes on You? He did. He did. He is petty as hell. <laughs> he played All Eyes on You, and not uh. Did he play Rico? Mm-mm. Damn. Okay. okay. See, yeah. So. The, I got to see who the representative is before I make a vote because I definitely think the wrong person could have the right artist. Because mm-hmm. if you're going – what would you play? If you had five Kanye songs, what you diving into? If you uh, if you represented Kanye for tomorrow's stream. Let's go through the wire. Okay. Um, All the lights got to be on now. Yeah, I would put all the lights. I would also put um, let's go champions. Um, Wait, champion or champions? Champion. With like your champion on graduation. Oh, graduation. Yeah, on graduation. Okay. Um, because he got a song with like champions. With yeah, like, with like five. It was like yeah. seven different artists yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, hold on. Let me look at. Cause it's heart. Uh, no, not heartless. Um, I'm looking at his top songs on Spotify. Is Jesus walks going on here? This is this is why I'm it's, saying that got, I feel like those are good songs you picking. I feel like I also would he got, be looking at the. What about flashing lights? 
I love flashing lights. lights. Or niggas in Paris. Yeah, niggas in Paris is definitely might have to get paid. That shit got over a billion uh, streams. Because you got a match who you're going against. So it's Kanye and 50? Mm -hmm. All right, let's do this. I'll play Mini Man. What you responding to with that? Because uh, you can't, you can't, tell, a, you can't tell me you playing through the wire against many men. I think I win that one. So this is also a spot where it can't be no features, right? Because I was gonna put monster or just just do. I might do can't tell me nothing. That would be a good one. Yeah, that would be a good one. Okay, now I do in the club. In the club, I would have to respond with that. With hold on, I'm just. With Gold Digger. Mm. Okay. P-I-M-P. Okay, you going P-I-M-P. I would have to go with... Uh, let's see. Niggas in Paris. But that... It, I'm definitely taking P-I-M-P over Niggas in Paris. You are? I am, yeah. Uh, if you doing that, then I'm doing the one with the game. Since we doing features, I'm going to do... Uh, it I love it. Good life. How we do. Good luck oh, with T-Pain. Oh, with T-Pain? Mm -hmm. But he just did oh, a feature song oh, with, with uh, Jay-Z. Uh, so wait, what song am I now responding to? I don't know if you respond. I responded to you because you did the Niggas and Pairs, the feature with Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. So I did the one with the game. Yeah, it's just... That, that that's the point I'm making though. Like you gotta match it. That's why I like the fact yeah. I like it that the chat is gonna be picking on which song which which song was better. And I ain't even get into the real feel. I would have at the end. I would have played some big shit to get you to get, get throw your big guns out the way. That I'm doing what up, gangster? Because it's a lot of shit. It could be advantages. You gotta yeah. also remember to whoever goes first. The first round, the hey, other person yeah. goes. Because, yeah, because then yeah. you have, because then you would have to make me match yeah. Kanye's mm -hmm. tempo instead of him always having to uh, match 50's aggression. So, yeah. Drop the mic, though. Okay, the drop the mic is which late game or which late career transformation was your favorite? So, which player, just for example, going out there, you could say like Jason Kidd. That's literally what I was going to say. I was going to say like a Jason Kidd type <laughs> player who eventually got his jump shot. Shooter threes. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Something like that. Um, late transformation. Jason Kidd was like the number one guy that came to my head because his ability to shoot the three ball just came out of nowhere. Recent Brook Lopez. Um, that's Brooke a, Lopez. That's the first yeah, one in my mind. But I was trying to think of something a little bit before that because it is so recent. Uh, could you say Andre Iguodala kind of like coming off the bench? Uh, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Andre he, Iguodala, uh, yeah. he definitely took that role. Um, Sean Livingston. Oh. Uh, Sean Livingston was amazing. I think Sean Livingston is the Sean Livingston is a great answer because this is the guy who was a top pick. Yeah, he also got hurt. He had to rehab his knee back, a knee that they thought he was going to have to. He amputate. was never going to probably be able to play again. And then he had to just kind of go. He went from making teams mm -hmm. to coming off the bench and having a role to then being like an actual featured piece on a championship team. Teams literally used to have to plan for Sean Livingston coming off of the bench because he real. was such a mismatch for the But opposing between team. all of that, there's yeah. like a bunch of teams he played for that people probably don't even remember because he was just trying to get back into the league. Yeah, My two favorite stops was the Warriors mm -hmm. and then the Brooklyn Nets. But he also played for like the Bobcats. He played for the Wizards. He played for the Cavs. I, say, I remember the Cavs. Like that's a lot of that's a lot of shit that get lost in between when he got back relevant. Like those years of just grinding, trying to just stay on the team and and, and fight for rotational minutes. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys. Like guy who Blake Griffin, one of my favorite. 
But I feel like his was a little. Blake Griffin with Detroit, he had he did he changed his game a little bit, but then it seemed like after Detroit there was just like a big drop off. It's like the old yeah. just bouncing around. Yeah, he just really was. Yeah, I feel that. I, I feel, feel like that. Melo didn't get a proper chance to showcase that he could really transform his game. I feel so, like with tra- Portland he did do it, but then with the Lakers he showed a little bit, but then after that it's just like no one wants him. So when we say transformation, we thinking of like Brooke Lopez. Because he's yeah. still a starter. Yeah, I think it's just like contributing to a winning team. Change your game for like the better and just adapting too. So even if you were a number one pick and somehow you you had to change up and you weren't no go to guy, but you were also you were a really good role player, or something like that. I think that's just like the evolution. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins went from being looked led to be a number one but option. The one difference. The, the one difference is he's young. He said a late career. Oh, you, you're right. He said late career transformation. Yep. For even him though, I think that's still. Cause I, him and Aaron Gordon are obvious when you talk Aaron about trans- yeah. transforming. But when you said late in career, that's what yeah. made it more challenging because now you're thinking of like Sean Livingston, yeah. Brooke Lopez, um, a guy who was once a star, but then conformed to being a backup point guard. Or, you know what I mean? Like, like if Kyle Lowry or like if Chris Paul came off the bench for the Warriors and like really propelled them, it would be like, oh, late in his career, Chris Paul became a great backup point guard. That would just be like, oh shit, what the hell? But a lot of guys, um Late in his career, Andre Miller was still pretty good as a as a backup PG. Who? Andre Miller. He, I like, he always just been solid. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's always been like What about Ray Allen? Oh yeah. He was Ray a star was first a star, option yeah. and then first. he just became into a really good sharpshooter. Yeah. Um Ray Allen is perfect, honestly. He honestly might be the best one at it. Yeah. I think shooters. Shooters should be able to transition a lot better. Now, yeah. what do we think about it? Because he went from like dunking, handling the ball, to like being like just a pure sniper from three. So I think Andrew yeah. Bogut. Oh, Andrew Bogut was a first overall pick to the Milwaukee Bucks out of Utah, and then he became just like a or Marcus Saul. You know, Marcus Saul with the Raptors wasn't prime Marcus Saul. Yeah, Paul Gasol he, with the Bulls even Marcus Saul with the Lakers was still yeah. Yeah, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of like people you could put up. It's there. a bunch of people we forgetting too. It I is. Bet I'm the sure they're gonna flood gonna, the comments. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna because I'm trying to think of like because like yeah, some guys. I'm trying to think of some guys too. Somebody that I'm trying to think of somebody who was once a Vince star. Carter. Vince Carter like went into like a good quality role player type role later in his career. What about the opposite of that question? I was just about to ask that like like who fell off because Zach Levine went from being a role player to being like. The star. No, no, no. When I wait, say wait, so, when I say opposite, I mean he's saying like they started off really good, but then they fizzled out fizzled because out. they couldn't transform. So well, like somebody that started low and ended up high. No, 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 no. started high, high and, and the, tr- the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> so for example, no disrespect, great phenomenal player, but like when you look at Monte Ellis, mm-hmm. Monte Ellis was a guy. And then once teams is like, uh, we don't know if we can build winning teams with Monte as the featured guy, Monte kind of fizzled out. Mm. Because it's like if Monte can't have a certain amount of shots, he's not prioritized a certain amount of offense. He's an undersized shooting guard, six one shooting guard. How do we utilize him? And once teams kind of it ain't like Monte became some six man of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's just like For a stretch. For a stretch, because he came back. I kind of want to say Dwight Howard because he took so long to kind of accept that role. True. But he did come back eventually and end up winning a championship. 
But I agree with what you're saying. If if he committed to that role, because mm-hmm. it was a it was a time when we first started the podcast where he was he was just hopping on a fucking new yeah. team every year. Motherfucker played the, on the Hornets. Yeah, on the Hornets, <laughs> Hawks. Did he play for the Wizards? No. Okay. Yeah, he played for the Hornets. Dwight? Hawks. I think Dwight did play for the Wizards. Let's see. Yeah, for some reason, if he some, did, then that's crazy. Let me look up. But yes. But, uh, you know, when you said Monte Ellis, I don't know why made me what made me think of him, but Kevin Martin came to mind because I feel like he just kind of fell out. Yeah. He ain't really he ain't really fuck with playing with OKC. I remember when he left OKC, mm-hmm. he was like, it feel good to be on the team that passed the ball now. <laughs> he went to like the uh I forgot he went to, I forgot he had went to OKC. He was kind of like their shooter for a minute. Dwight definitely played for the Wizards. The Wizards. He yeah, went from he him. went from Houston to Atlanta. To Charlotte, to Washington, to the Lakers, to Philly, to the Lake, all back to back years. Because uh, it was an interview where he was talking about how he has said that they, the Wizards could win a championship if they allowed him to get healthy, and then they they <laughs> traded him before he could get healthy. So like, and him, John Wall, yeah, yeah I, I did see the clip. Of that. I didn't see the whole interview, but I did see the clip of that. Oh man! But yeah, that. The last team he played consecutive years on was that Houston team with James Harden. After that, the rest of his career, he played for a new team every single year, just hopping around. It seemed like whoever could give him – yeah, yep. he only played nine games with the Wizards this year. <laughs> so He, he like, told them to wait until I get healthy. to get healthy. And then they said <laughs> – Who else are some guys that kind of just like – they was on top, but once it, once it couldn't – Could you even go like guys that were – like Andrea Bariani, he was drafted high. But then he didn't end up living up to that expectation of being that high. That would just but he still. But I will state he ain't fizzled out because he still bounced around as just like a stretch five. He just ain't live up to the hype. Oh, but I, Demarcus Cousins. I was trying not to equate. It's not his fault. I wouldn't put. It's not Demarcus. Yeah, it's true. Mm Because like if that you could use Grant Hill too. Grant Hill. Hell no, 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 no. Well, he was that. He played really good, but then like he, he, the injury slowed him down from like. He would be a guy we used to the first. Grant oh. Hill transformed his career and later was playing with those Suns teams. Um, he played for that Clippers team, I remember. Grant Hill, for a guy that had a really bad ankle injury in the middle yeah. of his career, he bounced back and played an additional five seasons, five, six seasons of real strong basketball. So Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. like, imagine if DeMarcus Cousins next year came back into the league and played five more years mm-hmm. as a really good center. Well, Stephen A. Smith says he's a top five center right now. He lost me when he said right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't seen DeMarcus yeah. Cousins play at that high level. No. I'm not saying it's impossible. But I, now, if he would have said prime boogie. Yes. Would be, prime yeah, boogie easily, is top three. Yeah, top three. Joel, Jokic, boogie. And they easily. would be probably be fighting. It would Not fighting. I think Jokic would still be the consensus number For one. Sure. For sure. And, like, and, and beat after this MVP season would probably be number two. Yeah. But don't get boogie fucked up. If boogie requested a trade in his prime out of the Kings – <laughs> Should we be seeing Joel Embiid and Jokic do bring the ball up the floor between the legs to like half court, make a pass to the guard? Boogie was doing that shit. Wait. Yeah, yeah, he was, just, my, he was just OC. That's sometimes. my only argument with the people on Twitter. Like, people on Twitter was getting mad because people were saying that the prime Boogie would wash and be way better than Jokic and Embiid. That's definitely an exaggeration. But to try to just then they took that and the response was to shit on Boogie, like Boogie couldn't hoop, like. Boogie didn't play for the terrible-ass Kings organization for all of his career, really, in his prime, and then had the unfortunate injuries. Chill. Because Boogie and AD, 
with a little bit more time and some more health, I think they would have they would have been a little. I would have loved to see Boogie with the type of attitude that he had. I remember I'll never forget what I forget what they played, but Isaiah Thomas was Chris to Paul. Like, it was Chris Paul. He went to go shake his he hand or something like that. He pulled him away. Yeah, to have like one of the best players in the league have that type of mentality and attitude. That's Russell Westbrook. Type that shit. Would, I would love to see that. <laughs> or what if Prime Boogie played with the Warriors? What if the Warriors got Prime Boogie when he went over there like I'm a warrior? What if that was the Prime Boogie? That would have been crazy because it would have been funny to see him transition into that, like, organized. That's how you know how good he was because Twitter was crying all fucking week after that sign. Oh, man, look what the NBA. I want to remember, right, on. they was talking about, like, if he really played like that, like, they're going to have to worry about paying him, too, if they want to keep Yeah, because he, yeah. Like he signed like Yeah, he yeah. signed basically a minimum. They didn't play him right when he was on the Warriors. He was also hurt. That, too. He was coming off the Achilles shit. Then he finally came back and hurt his quad. I'll yeah. never forget that. His quad was, like, sticking out of his I remember he, he was supposed to play for us, and he got hurt, like, right before the season He was supposed started. to play for y'all. Yeah. Yep. He went to the Nuggets. Um, yeah. So we could just jump right into the James I, Harden I, situation, I, I didn't man. even know how to prep this. Yeah. I mean, I could just go right into the quotes. So it had came out originally it that. Co- it, okay. I'm sorry. Let me not interrupt you. Oh, no. It had came out that James Harden wanted to learn long-term contract. And Harden was unhappy with Daryl Morey over the fact that he wasn't getting a long-term contract offer. Um, and then it came out that James Harden no longer wanted to play for the Sixers. Facts. And um, that's how that happened. And then last night, uh, was it last night? Or was it? It happened. Yesterday James, morning. Yeah, yesterday morning, because James Harden's in China, so the time frame is a little different. James Harden's at a basketball camp, and in front of all his campers talking, he said, Daryl Moore is a liar. I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. And then, let me say that again. <laughs> Daryl Moore is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he is a part of. <laughs> he's reading his quote. He's Derek is not saying let him say it again. Yeah. James Harden said, let me, let me say that again. I'm, hey, I'm glad he put the reiteration on there, bro. It sounded like he's like, man, I got to make sure the cameras and all the mics hit this. Let me say this shit again. That shit was crazy, bro. I woke up and I just did not know what I was watching. I didn't. I, I didn't think it was real. He's in At first, China. I didn't see the video. I seen the quote, and I thought it was like NBA, one of those fake ass NBA Central tweets, or had tweeted it out, and I was like, ain't no way. I woke up and I went on Twitter, and it was right there. Yeah, so it was I saw right the there. Video first, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, I didn't know if he was joking. Then I'm. Then he reiterated and said, "Let me say it again." Daryl Morey is, a, I'm like, what? And then I realized he was in China doing an Adidas press run. I'm like, dumb people in the crowd like, what <laughs> the hell are you talking about? A lot of people was talking about how, like, it was coordinated, too, because he's in China. And, you know, a couple years ago, China wasn't messing, messing with, with Daryl Morey. Oh, wow. And so we were saying, like, now China, like, he kind of got them on, wow. them on his back, too. But now Daryl Moore apparently isn't him. even moved by James Harden's comments and is still planning on bringing him back. Is that a lie, too? <sighs> no, it probably ain't a lie, but I also read that James Harden will not report to training camp. Training camp. Mm-hmm. So, And we've seen that before with Philadelphia and Daryl Moore. Well, I said a couple <laughs> months ago, I'm like, any situation where James Harden doesn't feel like he's he wants to be in a situation, it's just not going to end well. Trying to drag him out. I don't. Yeah, James Harden at this point doesn't seem like a disgruntled star that you just kind of just kind of make shit work with. Both of the Daryl Morey and James Harden, they seem like prideful, prideful and just stubborn. Like none of them wants to budge at all. Both of them are gonna sit. There's gonna be a chess match on seeing who budges first. But I will say, 
there's more at risk for Daryl Morey than James Harden. Who's hurt? Who's getting hurt more for him? Because giving away James Harden because he's upset or disgruntled or because he didn't get the contract he wanted, it will hurt Daryl Morey because Daryl Morey's stock is in either bringing back James Harden and reconciling, which is not going to happen, it seems like. Yes, no. It's, or I feel like trading him and getting a good return to put next to Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. But to just get rid of him because he wants to go and not getting really what you want in return, getting Norman Powell mm-hmm. and fucking shit from the Clippers. That's I, going to push Joel Embiid to the point where he could potentially be unhappy because you took all of these significant steps. You want you once had Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, JJ Redick on one team. You once had that. Then it went from you lose Jimmy, you bring back Tobias. Then you traded JJ Redick eventually. Then it was Ben, Tobias, and B and good role players, PJ Tucker, whatever. No, PJ Tucker was, he was wasn't not on there, there with uh with Simmons. But they had good role players. This one they had Seth Curry, right? Seth Curry, yeah. Drummond was the backup, I yeah. think. Um, and you might have had Robert Covington. Mm-hmm. But no, because you traded Robert Covington to get Jimmy Butler. No, they didn't trade Robert Covington to get Jimmy Butler. They traded Jimmy Butler for Josh Richardson. That was just uh, straight no, no, up. No, 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 no. For as good as, for In as order as to get the... Jimmy Butler oh, they traded from him? Timberwolves, okay. Robert Covington was traded. Okay, I see what you mean. And so then Jimmy Butler got traded for Josh Richardson to the Heat. Yeah. Signed and traded the Heat. So, boom, you got Josh Richardson. Point is, they had those guys lost all of that. Then you lose Ben Simmons, and it's like, oh, shit, it's cool we losing Ben Simmons because we got James fucking Harden anyway. Who James Harden said, I never wanted to go to Brooklyn. I always wanted to be in Philadelphia. And now? It's kind of crazy that this team with their point guard situation from having Ben Simmons, then him holding out, him getting upset with the team, and not wanting to be a part of the organization because of comments they made. They trade him for another all-star caliber guard in James Harden. He plays a season, and then, boom, he's not happy with his with his situation. Now, he's – like, what is – they issue with this point guard position has been crazy because they cannot find a guy that – they found a guy that fits in James Harden. First, Ben Simmons and Finn, he was the fall guy for everything. Now you get a guy that fits perfectly with Joel Embiid, now your situation is he's unhappy because he's being lied to. So it's like they, I mean, he did. He yeah, did. it all started. It all started when they he took that pay cut. Yeah, you know that Darren Morey obviously had to kind of put on the table like we're gonna eventually pay you or give you that money. Next season comes around, he, they don't want to give him no long year deal and nothing like that. Instead of them letting the walk, they say, "Hey, take your take your extension and we gonna trade you." And yeah. now that nothing's there, it's just like, nah, never mind. We finna come back. So. I would feel like the I was betrayed if I was James Harden. Danny Green. Oh. I would feel like, damn, like you kind of fucked me over right now. And I, you know, yeah. I try to trust you with it. Or well, the it, other thing that he could have lied about that I just saw was that he could have lied about getting Harden to opt in and trade him. But in in theory, Mori wanted him to opt in just to so try he to could keep him. Yeah, just, just so he can keep him. Again, so he couldn't opt out. Also, though, James Hart, there's incentive for James Harden to opt in, too, and get traded because the market wasn't there for him to really get paid. Yeah. So he's opting in, and he's getting still, what, 30 to 39 to $40 million this year? Yeah. If you want an open market, how many teams that he wanted to That's go to? That's why I think James Harden was like, okay, because he wanted mostly to go to, go to Clippers. Oh, there that too, but I think like one of them was like the Clippers. Like He wanted to go somewhere else. Yeah. And he like, wanted to go to the Clippers mm-hmm. once he realized – the Rockets didn't have the mutual interest to sign him because the Rockets had all of that money, and it was that rumor of, man, they want to reunite, they want to reunite. It seems like it was real that James Harden was wanting to go back 
but he wanted his deal. The Rockets looked at their situation and made a good decision of saying, our timelines don't fit and it ain't that smart for us to invest that much money into James Hart, who probably won't compliment our young players as much. Once that happened. He looked at the Clippers and they they yeah. barely, they barely, and it surprisingly afforded Russell Westbrook. For sure. To get yeah. him to sign. That's why the only reason they could get James Harden is via the trade. Sign. Yeah, yeah, and so trade. that's why I think that he was kind of like, man, this might be my only route to get up out of here, like to a place that I really want to go if the Rockets don't have the money for me no more. Because nobody, yeah, nobody in free agency outside of the Rockets he was probably interested in that had money. Yeah. And, yeah, the only way he could leave was to take a lesser deal than what he wanted. Or no, was this opt in? Oh yeah, opt in. Yeah, because that way he he knows he's making a certain amount of money, and he's gonna he probably thought in his mind he was gonna get traded. But I think the lie comes from not getting the max extension. Yeah, which this is why agents in the NBA is so cutthroat, and why all these teams be complaining about clutch sports and Rich Paul because they don't. No, because they're going to look out for themselves, and this is why the game get a little tricky because you can't really do no favors, bro. You can't do favors, bro. It's rare where you could do a favor and the organization going to pay you back in return. Yeah. Who else tried to do it? Did the, is, that how, is that why Dwayne Wade ended up leaving the Miami Heat? Didn't I it? think so because he, he left as like a form of leverage type thing. Like, oh, y'all ain't going to give me what I want, so he I'm going to leave. He supposedly was doing them a favor, and then it came time for them to repay him back. And I don't think they did. Yeah, so, so that's he why like, he came to the Bulls. Fuck it, I'm going to go over here. Because I always wanted to play for Chicago anyway. <laughs> um, but, maybe uh, maybe Dirk did some hometown discounts and they took care of him and w- with the Mavericks. Um, obviously, Kobe and the Lakers. I, I don't ever remember Kobe taking no fucking pay cut, though. I'll tell you that. Shit, it's Kobe Bryant. Uh, you, you, anything, you paying. If anybody, if you paying anybody, you paying Kobe Bryant. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just try, I'm trying to think of situations where I remember players being like they were supposed to do this for me and they didn't do it. I, the first one that comes to my mind is Dwayne Wade. Um, but, yeah, I think that that's that's the dangerous part of, like, a, a motherfucker will say anything to get you to sign some paper. Yeah. Anything. They'll 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 promise you whatever, and they they won't feel no way if it ain't in the writing on the contract. A motherfucker be like, man, yeah, I'll get you a Porsche. <laughs> but as long as this ain't in that writing, they not gonna feel guilty when they don't deliver on that porch. People don't have it's, it's in this business shit. Whether it's NBA, you can't just take somebody's word for something. Yeah, I I never will. I never will. When bro, not when? in the podcasting world. Not shit. Am I, gonna I don't see when when does James Harden go to a team that's trying to compete and he's like happy because after they lose in the playoffs, which is probably like the most, you know that it's kind of inevitable at this point unless he gets them over the hump. But it's just like. Part of that is on him that he's not yeah. getting to where he wants to go to. That's why, for me, just from the James Harden perspective, I was I was good for him going to Houston. Mm-hmm. Now I know it don't make sense me for too. them, but it was like, okay, him going to Houston signifies this to us. James Harden is an incredible basketball talent, who's an incredible bag bag chaser because he's gotten paid with the Adidas contract, all his contracts, but he probably he just ain't winning. He just not he not prioritizing winning. And that's fine as long as he accepts it and we know it, we can move on. Yeah. We don't have to have pretended all of these solutions for him to go to winning teams and playoffs and pair him up with this guy. And, man, all we need is a playoff run. It's like, nah, he's going to put up some good numbers. He's going to get his bag. And, hey, he might do something in the playoffs. He might. <laughs> but I feel like it takes the pressure off of him 
and of us, the viewer, try, waiting for something that's never going to happen. Let's just accept the fact of what it is. James Harden is a phenomenal basketball talent, and he couldn't good. He can't. It's something about them playoffs. He he yeah. he can give you a game or, or something like that, but he's just not the same. Would y'all look at him as like he's worth that thirty five to forty million still? It with the, when you know all the baggage that comes with having him. Uh, I think it's just. Especially with the I risk of him asking out. It's your out. expectations, really. Yeah, because him asking out seems like it seems like it's inevitable at some point if he's unhappy. Because he hasn't been happy at any stop. Talent-wise, I wouldn't question it because this this dude, even with his game taking a step back. It was 21 and 10. Easily. Yeah. Um, lead the league and assists. I think with the right partner in crime, so to speak, on a team with him. He's going to give you some really valuable production. Yeah, and Joel was like the perfect matchup for them. You just have to question the playoffs. And after playing with a Brooklyn Nets team that had him, KD, Kyrie, um, after playing with a Houston team that did everything he asked, they went out and got Russell Westbrook. They went out and got Dwight Howard. They went out and got Chris Paul. Went out and they put P.J. Tuck at the, at the center. Like they did every <laughs> single thing that they could. Mike D'Antoni, whatever. The Clippers – if they could somehow get James Harden, he got the one thing that I feel like they desperately need. And I, they got a little bit of Russell, but they need more of that Iron Man type thing. Because Paul George and Kawhi, they going to miss games at this James point. Harden started to miss games too. Yeah. He used to, I feel what you're saying, what he used to be, but it's a, it's a little minute from Houston where he was playing games and shit. James Harden is missing a lot of time with the, the hamstring shit is, a, is is something that a lot of teams is considering too because it seems like this hamstring shit is a reoccurring, mm-hmm. reaggravating injury that always kind of pops up here and there for him. So and it's like that was a big reason why that Brooklyn Big Three never really played together. They only yeah. played like fifteen games together total. They had a lot of shit going on. They did. Yeah. They had a lot of shit going. On. <laughs> and health it was wasn't a big all reason. basketball. No, yeah, it was a lot of health. Kyrie wasn't healthy. Harden wasn't healthy. Kyrie also set out a big part. So, like, it was a lot going on over there. I like him in, with the Clippers because there's so much going on there. And I think Ty Lue could really handle that situation a lot. So, like, yeah, I don't know if I am if I'm want to put anything on the shoulders of James Harden at this point in his career. No. Because there's, like, a pecking order there immediately. And Kawhi, it's the same Paul thing with George. the whole roster, though. I don't know if I want to put anything on Kawhi's shoulders at this point. Or Paul George's because they all it's always some shit. Somebody's always hurt or missing in a so it's like instead of having to need Kawhi eighty two games of the year or whatever, let's break this shit down. So if we don't have Kawhi, we at least have Russell, Ru- Paul George, and James Harden. <laughs> if we don't have Paul George, we're gonna have Kawhi, Harden, and Russell. Hey, if all hell break loose and we missing Kawhi and Paul George, we have James Harden and Russell Westbrook. I love how Russell Westbrook is the like the lot. He's, he's, he's going to be he's gonna be, gonna play. He's gonna <laughs> be 75 plus. For sure. He's going to yeah. be there. But it's like, yeah, this tandem, the most disappointing thing about them is not even the shortcomings. I know everybody's like, oh, they're supposed to have won a championship. They're supposed to take over L.A. And, yeah, that's the, that's the most ideal thing. But it's the fact that. It's the question mark. I'd rather teams get put together and they just fail and we can say, damn, they disappointed us. But with the Clippers, we just don't know. We haven't seen them fully. We just don't know. I hate the question mark. I like to know, like, man, they just went on shit. They just was fumbling. They just, But this question mark of, man, Paul George took them to the Western Conference Finals by himself. What would it be if they had Kawhi? The yeah. way Kawhi was hooping last year in the playoffs against the Suns. What, what would it have been if he had the whole yeah. fucking shit, series? Russell got 30-plus out here. What if he had PG and Kawhi? Bro, you feel me? Like, <laughs> that's the most frustrating thing with them. 
as a basketball fan, is just not having that. What that, if? That yeah, that what if? That question mark. I'd rather them just fumble and get their ads bust healthy, and we just like, oh yeah, they just disappointed. But them not having the full team, it always leaves that question. Was mark the last like, time they were both there? Was that in the bubble? Yeah, with, with the Denver Nuggets and yeah, yeah. Which oh, is so long yeah. ago. It's it like really is. What the hell? The bubble is so far removed. That's that's a long time ago, which they still was bogus as hell for that. I'm not taking that away. But they have a they whole new team. They in that series. They have a whole new coach. Yeah. The fact, yeah I, I think I always forget that they were up 3-1 in that series, and they lost three straight. You forget that? Yeah, I forget all that you, All you hear with Doc Rivers is 3-1 shit. All, yeah. all you hear is that Paul George hit the side of the backboard. Side of the backboard. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Who does – Cause it's it's the next thing you got to think about a Joel Embiid though, right? He that's took he took Philadelphia out of his bio this morning. I think I that's just him trolling. This is why is, I'm gonna be real with you. You think he's second. trolling? This is why I think he's lame. <laughs> <laughs> this is seriously why I think he's lame. I love him as a basketball player. I love his personality, but like on Twitter, to me, Joel Embiid on Twitter is lame because he does shit like that, and it's like it used to be funny when you was new and young in the league. You're MVP now. Like every time some shit happened, you don't have to. At any time, I'm trolling. Why did that shit? When I I honestly don't think James Harden is even in this situation. If they they do better in the damn playoffs, really. Yeah. And like I said, it's both of them. They got to kind of look in the mirror. But it's just like, bro, y'all had plenty. We just went over several teams that they could have win. They had what were they in the conference finals or semi conference finals with Jimmy? Yeah. When they weren't against the Raptors, like they had very they hit good team. Clink shot. They go to the Western Conference Finals against the Bucks. Eastern Conference. I mean, yeah, Eastern Conference. But they, they had so many good teams. Like, I, I don't know what you wanted. Like, for, for James Harden, it's just like, I'm going to keep going to different teams. And so I, I figure out which one figure out which one works. It's just like, bro, y'all have a, a team. There's teams that would literally die to have y'all type of team. Yeah. And have y'all type of team. Do y'all, don't start, y'all don't take that and think that there's a potential Joel B request to trade this summer as well. This <laughs> summer, no. But eventually, yeah. Mm. Hell yeah. Hell I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for them to low key move James Harden because I'm looking at the Sixers like roster. I'm kind of just excluding James Harden anyway to start it off with. I don't mind they roast or like I don't mind they start lining. Larry Maxey, DeAnthony Melton, mm-hmm. Joel Embiid. Who feels a three four? Be Tobias Harrison and, and PJ Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, yeah. And you got you got Pat Bev off the bench. You know he's gonna be playing hard. He just yeah. fit that type Paul of mode. Reed. Paul Reed, I feel like they're going to be one of them games that still win like 45 plus, even if James Harden is kind of like in the midst of do it. In the midst of all this James Harden shit. Yeah, they, they can still see. win 45 plus games. That's the problem. What? They put themselves in a position where 45 wins don't do shit. This is a championship desired organization in yeah. city. And if you win 45 games and you get bounced in the first round, that shit don't really mean nothing. Joel Lee gone. They passed 45 wins. Yeah. They've been doing that since Ben Simmons was a rookie. Like, the first full year that Embiid and Ben yeah. came together, they was play. It was a playoff team. This team is – this city, this team and organization has been fiending for a championship appearance, for an Eastern Conference Eastern Finals Conference. appearance. Yeah. So, 45 wins don't do it no more. It don't no. cut it. And that's where the, the fear of Joel Embiid going elsewhere – Creeps up. He got his MVP. He's been all NBA. He's arguably the best center, depending on who you ask. Everybody should be saying Jokic, but Philadelphia people may start still say Embiid. He's played with Ben. 
He's played with Jimmy. He's played with Tobias. He's played with Hart. He's played with Maxi. He's played for Doc Rivers, Brett Brown, now Nick Nurse. That's another that's another thing about this Philadelphia 76ers shit that don't get spoken about. They got a whole new coach. And it's not impossible to win with a new coach. But that first year always feels like a fill-out. Adjustment. You know? yeah. yeah, it's adjustment. This is a whole new coach. New system. Yeah, new way of thinking, new way of going about things, new, new everything. So you have to consider that, you know, and that's why I say Joel on Twitter and on social media is lame because how many months ago was he talking about he'll play somewhere else? Remember that video? Yeah, yeah. And then he went on Twitter like, man, I was trolling y'all. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like, bro, say it with your chest or shut the fuck up. <laughs> he always saying or doing some shit and you don't know what to think of it. But then it's like, he act like he trolling, but I also think part of it do be serious. Cause yeah. Like, and I wouldn't be mad at him. Yeah. No. I wouldn't either. I would not be mad at Joel Embiid if James Harden got traded or whatever, however this ends, and he's, like, yeah, really contemplating what his next move is because he's a very talented center, and Philadelphia just has not been uh, – I don't know. It just hasn't and been Philly, fortunate. And Daryl Moore is looking for an elite player in return for that James Harden, yeah. and then he's not going to get it. Luckily, ben I'm pretty Simmons, sure he's an elite player and multiple first-round picks or some shit like that. Which is crazy. Ben Simmons – became James Harden because there was a time where we didn't think Ben Simmons was going to get you a James Harden. We yeah. was more so thinking CJ McCullough and Ant Simons, yeah. Anthony Simons, but we didn't think James. Like that that just became because James, James Harden, Harden like, also wanted out. And I just, wanted out, yeah. They both wanted out at the same time. Both teams just mutually so, This is since 2017. Just unfortunate circumstances for the Sixers. They traded for the number one pick. And they drafted Markel Fultz over Jason Tatum. And we know what happened with Fultz as a sixer. He's a phenomenal player. He's back on track. Can't wait to see what Markel do this year with the Magic. 2018, they had the GM Twitter controversy where uh, Colangelo was talking shit about his own players on a burner, all that drama. I don't even know if y'all remember that. Yeah, I remember. Silly shit. 2019, they traded Jimmy Butler, instead of, which is his infamous Tobias Harris over me. Yep. Uh, 2020, they fired uh, they fired Brett Brown, hired new coach, then new GM. 2021 was the Ben Simmons demands a trade. 2022, they were in an investigation with the NBA, and now 2023, James Harden demands a trade. So every year since 2017, and there's probably some shit that was happening before 2017. Nobody cared because they probably wasn't winning. Yeah. Um, but there's been some shit every single year with this team, whether it's front office. Locker room, player, trade, coach, GM. There's just always something going on. And that's not championship pedigree. You can't build a championship DNA off of always having some bullshit going on every year. And in the midst of all of that, I'm sure Embiid was making some type of trolling tweets. (laughs) Trade Ben Simmons or demand he putting up the meme with the dude at the funeral. Somebody was on Twitter was like, Ben Simmons got a chance to, you know, recreate the best. Yeah, and just tweet that out. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Luckily, Ben. I, I don't think Ben. Somebody's in the comments like, "Man, ben, well, Ben Simmons ain't a loser like Joel and B, so he wouldn't do that. He's not, he's not even thinking about it." <laughs> I'm like, "Y'all be going too hard, bro." Yeah, Joel and B is a loser now because he put a mean. Ben Simmons literally in the playoffs posted a picture of him watching them lose in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> ben sure. Simmons would definitely post a subtle jab at somebody if he really wants to. I think the Ben Simmons should be funny though. What? Because he don't be on the court at all, but he's still going to make fun of you. <laughs> that motherfucker was nowhere near the damn well, nowhere near the damn court, but making fun of people on the playoffs. I remember when his 
him and Nurkic was at the free throw line, and he told Nurkic, Nurk, you talk a whole lot of shit for being ass. That was because <laughs> he missed that free throw. Yeah, that's that was prime, that was prime Ben Simmons. I missed that one. I, I'm I'm very excited to see Ben Simmons. I keep seeing you. You keep tweeting out there that like if this if they get uh, this Ben lock Simmons, the they gonna be a lock for the playoffs. Yeah, that's a fact though. He, he's that good. I don't think people realize how good he was. Just because that team ain't go far, that doesn't take away his talent. Have y'all seen any James Harden packages? Uh, no. I seen not a, really. I seen the Clippers one. It was literally who you said Norman Powell, Nick Batum, and I think it was like a pick or something like that. I seen a lot of Clippers ones. Um, I think that's what think, James Harden is at right now where it's like he wants to be paid or he's going to try to or yeah I'll just go home he's from LA so it's like he's just trying to get some comfort and get his money with a chance to potentially compete but if we don't win at least I'm at home at least I'm getting paid but I don't think James Harden is necessarily looking around the league on where he can win championships at. also has saw something that if James Harden doesn't report to the Sixers by a certain time that they could block him from signing to another team let me see where I saw that as. Block him from signing? He's not a free agent, though. No, no, like, even, like, the next, like, in the f- next off In, the, free, in yeah. the future? Hmm. Because after his contract, he'd be able to sign, so. I don't. Another fold to this. This is weird, bro. Another fold I've to never this seen some shit like this before, bro. Is uh, Kyrie responding to Adrian Wojnarowski saying, is he disgruntled, Adrian, or is he holding Daryl Morey accountable for his dishonesty and lack of transparency throughout the contract negotiation process this summer. So it sounds like Kyrie is taking James Harden's side and is, is I don't want to put words in his mouth, but it kind of yeah. sounds like he's alluding to this. This ain't, this ain't no shit that's like rare. Motherfuckers yeah. talk a whole lot of shit and give you a whole lot of promises. Then it's time to, you know, get the promise, and it's like I'm sure. I'm sure, probably them nets too. They didn't promise Kyrie some shit they couldn't fulfill. Or it's just like they but, probably turn. They probably turn around. I was like, nah, we not gonna do it this way. Yeah, and he probably feel the same way. Some of that is self inflicted on Kyrie though, mm-hmm. because a lot of people look at Kyrie. Obviously, I don't. I'm a huge Kyrie fan, but um, some of the stuff that's that's happened over the last few years with Kyrie, uh, I think teams probably consider and reconsider. Um, they promise. So if you the Nets, and before all of this shit happened where he had to be suspended, you probably was promising him that you bring him back. But then all that shit happened, and it's a controversy. People offended. He got to miss a certain amount of time. That affects the season. Uh, and now you're probably like, yeah, we can't bring this back. And now, yeah, technically they didn't fulfill their promise, but you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, I did. So, in short, Harden, if Harden doesn't join the Sixers by – uh, November 2nd, the organizations can block him from signing with any other um, team next summer. And not just any other NBA team, any professional basketball team. And so any other basketball team that he tries to sign to, they can step in and block it just because he's on the last year of his deal and he's holding out. He can't even go to Shanghai? That boy nope. say he's going to retire. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to see who I feel for more. I feel like he's got to be the player because like you said, he's just stuck in this situation now. At the end of the day, you could I mean, go just go hoop, but he he's causing you're literally the situation. doing the, you're you're doing. I mean, the, he's not causing it, but like he's a part of the situation as well. He is a part of the situation, but he literally like obviously the issue came up with the contract shit and everything. He literally requested a trade out, and you know he don't want to be in this situation. He everything like that, and you're just gonna be like, nah, we gonna we gonna try to get you to buy in, even though you know damn well that's exactly what he doesn't want to do. The last couple stops he's been through, 
he didn't been through hell and back trying to get off the damn team. And you're going to be like the one team that's like, we're going to get it to work this time around. I understand it, though, from Philly's perspective, too. I don't want to just take him in for a bag of bones and just give him away because um, you're giving away an all-star caliber guard to a team that's going to contend for a championship. You also are trying to contend for a championship as well, so you want something back in I, return I that's going to help you I stay do. at that level. I do. I'm so like I'm fifty fifty because on on one part of it, I want uh I would love for James Harden to have gotten what he wanted, and I think revisiting the conversation we had earlier, he probably could be calling him a liar too because it's like okay, I want to request a trade, I'm gonna opt in, we gonna figure out this trade, we'll move. That could have been a thing too, where it's yeah. like you know. We're gonna we gonna work on to try to find you a spot once you opt in or whatnot. Um and now they're taking that as we're gonna try to convince them or we're gonna force them to show up because we're gonna have a price that's so high, teams are not gonna match. We know damn well ain't nobody trading us no star player and three draft picks for no damn James Harden. And so James Harden <laughs> and his agent are now looking at that like y'all are trying to fit y'all are trying to put us in a position to where we have to stay because your your asking price is a price that you know teams are gonna pay. Number one, I'm on the last year of my deal. That's number one. I'm on the last fucking year of my deal. That in itself never lets teams get the full return. Return unless that player commits to signing an extension with that team. Number one. Secondly, and if he went to a team like the Clippers, I don't know if he'd be able to sign an extension because where's their money even at? They would have yeah. to figure out a lot of shit to move around. They didn't have the cash base. Secondly, no, that's why they're trading for him. Yeah. Uh, secondly. He ain't the same player. He just had a tough, you know, tough yeah. season. So it's like, but then at the same time, like he's saying, if I'm Daryl Morey, I can't just give you away because I have a guy like Joel Embiid that has to be on a team that has a chance to win. And if yeah. I can't do that, then he's going to potentially want out. And then that's a whole nother fucking situation. So I don't know. I feel for both sides. It should seem inevitable at this point. Because if James Harden's mindset that he just don't want to play. Keeping him there for nothing, don't do shit. He's not going to yeah. do yeah, He's not going to do anything. And the only thing he's going to do is drive his value even more down. Yeah, you know what sure. I'm saying? He, he also decided to just show up on the court and just. I was going to say, just, the November 2nd shit, yeah. don't, that shit don't mean nothing to me. Because James Harden will show up there and drop a cool seven points, one assist, and three turnovers. Go through the motions. Go yeah. through the motions, not do anything. And he going to mope the whole time. I remember that one play of him in Brooklyn where he let somebody come and grab the ball and just go dunk. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, uh, uninterested James Harden is like, it's that's worse than probably a cancer in a locker room. Because he'll literally go out there and not hoop. Like yeah, it's literally that a motherfucker get the ball and just yeah. dunk. Like and, that's that's why he just seems like a disgruntled star that you don't want to just tolerate or like you could just kind of tolerate or just deal with. You kind of just he's someone once he's not interested, you kind of just got to move on from it. This is also scary for the Philadelphia 76ers because it seems like James Harden is willing to do anything he can to get out of there. That man was in China at a camp and said, "Turn on y'all cameras," and said. <laughs> This muff is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization. Like when play, usually players send messages throughout right, to different to that, media yeah. outlets and different things like that. But to go on camera and say what he said, and it's not a rumor. You heard me say it, and I'm, he said, "Let me say it again." <laughs> that shit is that shit is crazy, bro. That shit is crazy. That's that, like that's a sign of him. He was willing to do whatever the fuck he got to do. So I don't think that should have stopped. He ain't yeah. saying that, and then we ain't gonna hear from him. If he feel like he gotta apply some more pressure, his ass gonna he gonna have a fucking sit down with Rachel Nichols in a minute. <laughs> talking about man, this what happened. Like this is what he lied about. Look, this is the text you see that right there, Rachel. This is at eleven thirty four. He sent that text right there, 
And Promising me this. So, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if James Harden is a disgruntled star. I'm a trading for James Harden because it seemed like he always got that honeymoon phase. And after oh, about yeah. a year or so, then it just everything falls apart. Because I swear there's quotes where it's like, I think it was Tyrese Maxey came out. He's like, man, when James Harden is engaged, like one of the best teammates and like one of the best spoiler generals. And I feel like it was the same thing when he got to Brooklyn. Like, I'm glad I'm here. I got a team I want to play Bruce Brown for. was saying when he was there, he, James Harden was the guy for them, the leader. And I feel like it's that honeymoon phase. But after some shit goes wrong and hits the fan, it's just not the same no more. It's a that, different James Harden. I'm asking y'all this question. Do y'all think it's because of winning and the shortcomings? Do y'all think it's money? Or do y'all think James Harden got spoiled with being in Houston and everything revolving around him? Anybody who came to Houston when he was there, they did what it was about James Harden. Every stop he's going to since Houston, it's been him there for somebody else. The Nets is KD and Kyrie situation, mostly KD. So you're coming there to compliment KD. This shit revolves around him. You go to Philadelphia. That's Embiid's shit. This shit is revolving around him. Houston was the only spot that James Harden knew this is my shit. We're going pra- to go to practice. When I say we're going to practice, <laughs> the team playing leaving. When I say the team playing leaving, if they ask us what we want for fucking dinner, it's going to be what I request. You know what I'm saying? Everything in this bitch is about me. This is my shit. I think it's winning. Really, think it's I think winning? the money. I think why, the money was he, money. why was he interested going back to Houston? I then? think that that right there was interesting because that was just like an opportunity type thing. But for the most part, he wants to go to teams that have like the the eligibility to compete. Yeah, but that's you know, why that's the Clippers. Yeah, they're looking to compete, and he he wants to try to get there and stuff like that. And I think that the he knows himself that what he did in Houston, he can't. He can't replicate that. And I think he couldn't win with that either. Yeah. You know, where teams built around him. So I think that he's kind of evolved a little bit to more where he is at point. Like, he does get it, get you 20, but he's looking to get players involved. Yeah. Which I think is kind of like that, that evolution that he had. But he knows that, like, he needs a lot of help to get to that winning, to get to that championship. That's why I don't really think it's a spoil. It could be a little bit. Because, like, yeah, he went from being the guy in Houston. But, like, he wants to go to the Clippers. If he goes to the Clippers again, he knows that that's Kawhi Leonard and Paul George's team. The Sixers yeah, he's going to have a similar people. role. He's now like the third option now. He's no longer. But I look two. at. I also look at that as I'm gonna be. I'm gonna just be back home. Mm-hmm. It's something in there for me because if it's about winning, he could just go back and play this final year with the 76ers. They're gonna. They're gonna have a chance. They're gonna have a chance. Him, Maxi, Harris, Tucker. And be that team is that team has a chance. Yeah, they have a chance. But he also might look at that and think that we what he saw on the court, that's probably all we got. And he probably feel like that there's another level that he probably feels like if he goes to the Clippers, now he has Paul George and Kawhi. He probably feels like that's a better look for him as a PG than for him to be just with him and Joel. That's 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 a crazy ass assumption. I don't know. Maybe That's I'm just I'm just looking at the reason it I say well, like from a different view. He don't just be like, let me go back to Philly. It's just because all the shit happened. But like I said, them performing better in the playoffs, they might have kind of evaded this. But again, I can't I can't predict what happens with the contract and stuff yeah. like that. But, but also, he the, he's a big reason why they came up short in the playoffs. Yeah, both so, of their best players had stints. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's it's hard to pinpoint. I think it's a combination hard. of all three. I don't know. I, I could literally see it being a combination. Because if, if it's about winning, it, it, a lot of shit comes into question there. The Brooklyn Nets had an incredible team when he requested the trade. Mm-hmm. They had an incredible team. Yeah. If it's about winning. 
Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers have an incredible team. If it's about winning, and he asked for that coach to not be there, and they went out and got a new coach. In this situation, I think it's strictly about money. I don't know what it is in Brooklyn. I don't know what it, what exactly it was in Brooklyn, but this situation with Philly is about the contract situation, and that's about money. Mm-hmm. And he feels like he yeah, was lied to about their more. Because if it's about money, you was getting paid in Brooklyn. If it's about winning, they had a winning team. Y'all was an inch away from going to the NBA Finals. And that was when you and Kyrie both was missing time because y'all was hurt. You was playing on one hamstring, and Kyrie was missing time because of his ankle, and y'all still was KD being an inch away behind that line to go into the to the NBA Finals, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Nope. No, you right. So you had that's your that was his best chance of winning. He never been on a team like that ever. Yeah. The, and the team that lost they lost to was the eventual champion. So y'all probably won that NBA Finals, if you're being honest. Y'all probably way too much going on for the fucking Suns if they was at full strength. If we talking about winning. If we talking about money, I guess. I yeah. guess, but it's just like, I don't know. Because at some point, you got to understand he's not going to be a max player. And also, don't You barely have that, a market to trade. The 76ers are very hesitant. The 76ers don't want to pay you so bad that they lie to you. <laughs> That they're willing to morally be looked at differently by the entire NBA association. Like to give a promise and to go back on it, like that 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 puts a different That was look the first thing I character. thought about is like there's gotta be players looking at Sixers or looking looking at Daryl Morey and the Philadelphia seventy six like I'm not going there no more. Yeah, don't take like, their word or not, just don't take I'm their not trusting yeah, I'm not trusting yeah. what they say. So it's like they they were willing to put that image on themselves to not pay you. Like they don't want to pay you that bad that they like fuck it. We just gonna be disloyal there. We lied. They knew they didn't <laughs> want to pay him as soon as the day. Well, they have reports that like we want to keep James Harden. Like we want to extend him. But after the playoffs, I feel like there was no way that they were gonna put him on some crazy outlandish deal or just like give him exactly what he wants. And I yeah. feel like that's part of what Harden kind of is like. He's kind of like an NBA diva. Like if he don't get what he wants, then it's just like shit's gonna, gonna be a problem. Out of it. But if it's going right, best believe he's going to have the biggest smile on his face. Yeah, if I'm a team, I'm not really interested in giving James Harden a long-term deal, especially with the age, the injury history, the playoff. I don't I don't really want to give you a five-year deal, a four- or five-year max. Mm-hmm. Like That doesn't even seem like that's smart for me as an organization to do because now I'm pigeonholing myself for four or five years to hire your contract. He does seem like – because when we were talking about it before, but he had a lot of – opportunities where he could have had more money but he, like he did some other option and you were talking about like he's his own agent or something like that yeah he is his own agent so that's why i was thinking like the if, money yeah part. if it was about money too then oh man i don't know i don't know so he took the pay cut which made it seem like it was about winning but then is he did he also do that because he knew he was gonna get paid on the back right. end anyway so it's like fuck it i'll just do it because yeah. i know y'all got me in the back so he i'm not really he was like if we gonna be like this anyway fuck am i taking a pay cut for? what am i taking a pay cut for yeah that we beat, we barely, we barely got past Brooklyn, <laughs> and now we just lost to the Celtics. It's like damn. Yeah, that was the crazy. Y'all took a pay cut. No disrespect. Y'all took a pay cut to get PJ Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Reed. I I, I don't want to just because I love PJ and that's that's the homie. But it's like when you when I hear a motherfucker taking a pay cut, I think they finna go get. You know what I'm saying? I'm taking a pay cut so I can get Wade and Bosh. Ain't taking no <laughs> pay cut so I can get a role player. You know what I'm saying, but PJ Tucker is James Harden homie. So. Shout out to him being a good homie. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Mike, I know this is going to make you happy. Mikael Bridges oh. say that your boy Austin Reeves is not on some underdog shit no more. He's arrived. I'm glad, bro. Nah, I, I think this. You been peeping this USA shit? 
I I watched that that first game. I forget who they went against, but he he came out in like the first quarter. Oh, we was all watching. Really. Yeah, yeah. But I they just played like Savlenius. Yeah, like thirty three or some shit. He he's been hooping, but I think this is amazing though. From the year that he had against the Lakers, and I think that was already just like a wake up moment where he's like, I can hang with these guys. To now you're basically playing with basically borderline all all stars and everything like that. It's just like, and I and I can stick out. Yeah, like I'm going back and I, I'm feeling like I could really you know. At that all star level, do, do y'all all think he's at all star level? I don't think he's at all star level I, yet. I said, all star level can hit it? and being an all star, I feel like it's. Different. I agree. Yeah, I, he might get close, but I don't think he'll be there yet. No, 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 no. Can he? You're saying can he? Can he hit it? You no. keep saying like no, he's not there yet. But I'm saying, can he ever hit it? Will yeah, he ever I'll, be I'll say yeah. I'll say yes. You, you think yeah. so? He could probably get. Yeah, he could. Probably I think get he there. can. I literally think. I think he can have one season where he's averaging like twenty plus. That's uh, good. Is that good enough for him though? Because when you think about the West, you think about Steph, De'Aaron, Devin Booker. He does the he does Brad the surrounding Beal. stats too, though. I think oh. he could be at the same level of like a CJ McCollum, where you know he has an All Star type. That's impact. all. That's what All Star yeah, yeah. level. You just then technically make the All-Star yeah. Like team. I can see him being at a CJ McCollum type level mm-hmm. for sure. I think in order for the Lakers to reach their fullest potential, they need that from him. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about it all the time since he's joined the Lakers. LeBron is obviously getting older and older and older, and Father of Time is undefeated. Obviously, Anthony Davis, um, still a very good player, a perennial all-star, hopefully could win a defensive player of the year with the Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis. But he's not he's not like what we thought, which was he's not be normal, him versus yeah. Giannis, face yeah. of the league. Well, like, it's bubble. also just yeah. so beneficial. I think every, like, really good team or championship team, they need that one, like, that that flower that grew from the soil type thing that doesn't have to be a number one pick or nothing like that, but it's just like he exceeded expectation and he's helping us and contributing to winning. So the Raptors had that with Fred and Pascal, where we yeah. drafted these guys, developed them, they played in G League, they went from being at the end of the bench to being in a rotation to being the first man off the bench to being the starter, having big moments in the playoffs. I agree. I think any team that has that. Um, that's beneficial, especially from a money a money perspective, For because sure. also Reeves signed a team friendly deal. He signed a deal that on the outside it's like, oh, that ain't a big of a deal. But when you just made the money he made, that's a significant increase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go from making what was he making probably like twelve? I've, no, it couldn't even be. I'd probably say like around ten mil. It had to be to make just no. It wasn't nowhere near no fifty m's. Yeah, to go that up, it might and like I said, around the league. From the league standard, it Actually, may I'm not be a lot of money, but he was undrafted. So yeah, so really it wouldn't. Know. He couldn't have got like a good rookie. Yeah, like deal. a rookie deal or something. Like yeah, that. but uh, y'all definitely do need that because, like, with the uncertainty of what you know and what you're gonna get from D'Lo in certain situations, like to know he you was, have a consistent punch in Austin Reeves. He wasn't making nowhere near ten million. His wait. first year, where he made less than a million, he made nine hundred twenty-five thousand, and then last year he made one point five million. That combined to make two point four eight eight. Two point four million. He went from making two point four million in the first two years of his career. I'm looking at it right now. now. He's he making twelve million per. Yeah. And at the end, in the last year, this deal for a player option is going to be fourteen. To go from one to twelve, it's a, a significant jump. Yeah. You go from being like, and then when you take into consideration taxes and everything, he wasn't he wasn't making a million dollars. He was probably making like six hundred thousand. You know yeah. who got the best of that though? Who? Fred. From Hell what, what yeah. he was making to forty, come on! Yeah. But he he also he went had from that where little, he, was he had that little period. But it's just like damn that jump from where you started, bro. I couldn't imagine that shit hitting my account. He went from undrafted 
to then making standard money to then remember the last deal before this last it was like twenty million a year. Twenty million, yeah. people thought was high for Fred then, and then he'd come double back and double, double that. Down. Yeah, on a three year, three year, one thirty. That boy eating, man. Yeah, eating. And then he still got that playoff team option at the end. That boy eating. Um, what do you think y'all ceiling is with Austin Reeves if he does play at All Star level? Do you think y'all are like a lock for the? Oh finals? hell yeah, hell yeah. If Austin Reeves if uh, let me let me let me let you answer. I think yeah, <laughs> we bro, we I this team feels like that twenty twenty type team. Like we feel like we have a complete roster. Ain't no no shade, but no, like no Russell Westbrook type drama coming in. No depleted role. We have like everything. I feel like Yet. we need. Yeah, you about, no, no we not keeping that yet. Unless D Lo start tweaking out, but we gonna you know we I don't got no problem moving D Lo, but this roster feels as complete as it can be. Like for. That has been in a minute. Yeah, I'm and excited to, to see Anthony a, Davis. I think he's – it seems like every year it seems like he's due for a big year. But, like, what we saw in the playoffs, Anthony Davis played really good. He played really good basketball. Even when he wasn't scoring the ball quite well, the defensive impact was just crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like, if y'all can get a full year of that, it's the sky's the limit. I don't think – y'all wouldn't have to fight that li- climb up either. Y'all wouldn't have to be the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. Y'all can have home court advantage in see, the first round. I can't wait to see how Gabe Vincent plays. Oh, if he's yeah. anywhere near what he was playing like for Miami, yeah. I don't even think he has to play at that level because you do have a D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, his role in Miami was like so big that like, he, he now no he no longer has to play you know at that level. I keep seeing too with like videos and pictures. Cam Reddish, Jackson Hayes. Oh, yes. I'm I'm excited for Jackson Hayes camp because I feel like the Lakers have done a good job of of taking at least one guy and like propelling him from taking a chance on people their usual standard because Rui took that step. I was hoping Cam got it this year. Or, like, Cam is, like, the surprise, unexpected dude, how, like, kind of Malik Monk Somebody, was. yeah, like Malik Monk. Somebody's going to take that. It may be Cam. It may be Jackson Hayes. It could also be Max Christie. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm I'm looking forward to which one of those guys is going to take that, oh, shit, he is actually, like, that's low-key, yeah. a guy for them off that bench. Because it's going to be somebody. Y'all going to be able to play really big sometimes. Because you know Anthony Davis don't want to play center the whole game. Y'all going to be able to put they Jackson Hayes in. Five, LeBron. LeBron at the three. Yeah. Slide who at the five? Jackson, Jackson Hayes. Hayes. I think he got to play the four. I don't think he's Regardless like if that. him and Anthony Davis are both out there, you got to watch for them because they're going to be blocking shots or rebounding. That's the one thing I think this team don't have, though. It's like a, a legit five. Yeah. If you wanted to play big with 80 at the four, I don't think you have that person on this roster. Unless I'm forgetting somebody that y'all signed. But I don't think Jackson Hayes is the guy where it's like, oh, now we could put AD at the five. Hell no. Nah. He still got that size enough. He No, he definitely got size, but I don't think he's taking. So if you playing the Sixers and he playing with AD, AD still guarding and beat. Jackson Hayes is not. For, oh, y'all got Jared Vanderbilt too. Oh, yeah. Jared Vanderbilt, he too small oh, for yeah. Embiid. I forget who he was, who he was playing. And he just looked way too But that's what I'm saying. Y'all don't have anybody on here. Y'all don't have one seven-footer. Because mm-hmm. when we play Jokic, I remember, I think they start. AD was guarding him. But I remember, I thought Vando tried. Yeah, but I think then they that's tried. when they switched no. and they put Rui on him. And they had like that They had that whole different Rui type of thing. Yeah, guard. they put Anthony Davis like down in, in the dunker spot. Yeah. 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 So. Y'all got Tory and Prince, I forget. I love the way y'all drafted Jalen Hood, Shafino, Maxwell Lewis. Um, Colin Castleton from Florida, but he's going to be on a two-way. Yeah. So, yeah, y'all only missing that. It would be nice if y'all could. What about Christian Wood? Would you be interested in Christian Wood? I I'm I wouldn't. 
I, I would in the sense of like you ain't feeling it, Hundy Mills. I'm not. I would in the sense of just like we can get this dude for like basically cheap. He used to just he yeah. used to average twenty points a game. Like maybe he could help us out. But I don't think there's actual like super big interest in it. Defensively, he would just he would just be such a different impact than what you have with Anthony Davis. If you were to put him in like that backup center role, mm-hmm. your defense is just gonna drop significantly mm-hmm. when Christian Wood is on the court. So yeah, it's saying that uh, Lakers warned against signing Christian Wood amid, spe- amid speculation why Lakers shouldn't sign Christian Wood. It looks like Christian Wood would be more interested in going with the Heat for a bigger role than the Lakers, which I think is like a mistake, man. Like I've said it a thousand times this offseason, guys like Kelly Oubre, Christian Wood, guys that are still out there. I would just sign it to fuck my role. I'm signing with a team that I know is going to be in heavy chances of contending, and I'm playing yep. with top-tier talent. And I'm going to just show my worth. I'm going to make it unfair out here. I'm going to make motherfuckers be like, damn, they got him too? Well, you should have signed me. Yep. Like, Y'all should have signed me. If Kelly Oubre ended up on the Bucks, I think that would be a very good deal for him. Like, even, even if it's like on a bet on myself type thing, he can go there and thrive next to Giannis. Do you know how many open shots Giannis generate for his shooters? It would be it would be so easy. But it's up to it's up to them, I though. I need him to find a home. Yeah. Christian Wood is just so iffy on the other side of the ball that it's just so hard to see teams like really invest in that. They saying that Kelly Oubre could be a target for the Sixers. I can see that. The Mavericks. The Mavericks would be cold. Yeah. Especially with Luka, Grant Williams, that Kyrie. Because you know Kelly Oubre going to be running the transition. He's going to compete on defense. You said Celtics? Celtics, Bulls. I just can't believe that we're in fucking – Middle of August, and these dudes don't have a team. Especially Kelly Oubre played really good basketball. Had a really good year. I was watching the Hornets a lot last year, even when though they was ass because he was just killing. Does then he get hurt at one point? Is that injury that bad? He did get hurt. Yeah. Is that injury like nah. something that we just don't know about? Really? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. That's tough though. That's tough. Um, one of the last things I wanted to bring up that I had saw when I was scouring um, over the NBA landscape. Interestingly enough. Stephen A. Smith went on the podcast P, uh, which was interesting, and I liked it because they had some back and forth. So I love when, when, when people are able to um, have a conversation. Yeah, have a conversation. None of this shit is ever that serious uh, with media versus the players. I know some some media it is the, yeah. the people that do a lot of the reporting and reporting bullshit or false stories or making up stuff. I can understand that, but when Stephen A. Smith is on there, really just you know giving criticism. And a player don't like it. I just think this is a conversation to clear it up. You know, Stephen A. has a job to do. And I agree with some of the players. That's why I always say no disrespect or I catch myself or correct myself. Because we do get up here and we talk and it can be loose. And you could call a motherfucker trash. You could call a motherfucker a bum. You could call them something. I call James Harden a diva. But, like, I don't mean that no disrespect. I feel like it just fit the word. Like, what's going on in the the story. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And I think sometimes the players... You know, they human. They feel a certain way, and, you know, they don't want to be titled or labeled. And I think Stephen A. definitely takes it to a different degree than we do or most media because he comes up with these nicknames, kind of like uh, Skip Bayless with the West Brick. I would never <laughs> take time out and he come called up with number of Kawhi. used to call him number two. Oh, yeah. He yeah, would call Kawhi by his name. Yeah, it's like that shit is kind of just weird because I don't really know them. But I also wouldn't, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't want. No, the LeBron shit, that. I've never seen nobody like he had He's nothing to do with him. Yeah, shit. nothing to do with him. I don't, it could be a little league game that he's watching, 
and somebody like has a bad tone or is like, is this Little League or is that LeBron out there? Like, I think I think he does that strictly just for the money. I, I don't think he really eats, sleep, and drink LeBron James. Like it's just on his mind all the time. I think he does. I, There's I, a counter of how many tweets that he's made yeah. about LeBron James, and LeBron James has never responded. He's to made a career of that shit. But to circle back, Stephen A says he regrets the rant on Kwame Brown years ago, young Stephen A, when he was calling him a bona fide scrub on ESPN because of the Paul Gasol trade, and he was talking about Kwame Brown. And he was just saying that he can tell that um, that hurt Kwame. You know, a year or so ago, Kwame had the exchange with Gilbert Arenas, and it was going on YouTube and talking about people calling him a bus and all of that shit. And um, Stephen A was just saying that, you know, he wish he – he didn't go go in so hard because he said at the time there was no Instagram or social media. He didn't know it was going to become a sound bite or a meme or all of that at the time. And so he wishes that, you know, he, he, he could go back and kind of change that. So he says now when he sees Kwame Brown going off or saying certain things about him, he just let him have it because it's yeah. like, you know, you got it, bro. Like it ain't. It ain't, it ain't really that. Yeah, because he, he already had Stephen A already got his shit off. So why, why would he even say anything back? Yeah. <laughs> I, I also, I be thinking at the end of the day, a lot. It's just basketball, bro. That's why I was happy to see it's that with, with Stephen A's response, because I feel like we don't we you don't see that with a motherfucker like Skip. No, I don't. I don't. I don't really recall Skip going back and being like, you know what, I was bogus for saying that. Or I was wrong. Even with the Steve, the Shannon Sharp. I about to say, bro, because De, uh, Demar Hamlin had went down. He tweeted some bogus ass shit about the game. Oh yeah, like he that. did. And I remember Skip. Yeah, came up, or not Skip, Shannon, the next day, he had brought it up, and, like, Skip couldn't even, like, take that he was about to go out and him. Like, he immediately went at him, like, he started talking about, like, a criticizing his football career and shit like that. It's just like, bro, slow down. It's okay, bucko. Like, come on now. <laughs> Literally. <Bucko. laughs> One thing about sports media that I've learned about being in this shit, the bigger and bigger that we get every single year it's okay to be like, oh, shit, I was wrong, or yeah. my fault, my bad, or damn, I said something out of turn, my fault. Because it's impossible to be right all the time. And that's, you can also inevitable. Yeah, and sometimes you do just get a little too loose and you just say things you already mean. Like, well, not- that's the part where I wouldn't apologize for. Mm. If I'm up here talking with my homie and we just talking bullshit, just going back and forth, it's a difference from when we having a civilized, real conversation debate. But if me and you just talking casually – and we don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, boy, his bum is. If somebody really yeah. is taking that serious, I'm not apologizing for that shit. But if we in a heated, passionate, hardcore debate, discussion, and I'm arguing why this guy is a top 10 shooting guard, and I'm like, well, that motherfucker sucks. So I don't know well, why you on his. Then I would be like, you know what? I was a little heated, a little passionate. I, he, what, he, ain't, he don't suck. I was just, you know what I'm saying? Or, but I think a lot of, a lot of fans, and, uh, more than even the players, they are the ones that get a little too hurt. You can't really say shit about shit. Everybody's a fan of every team, and they like the players on every team. So you say one thing. I was I state facts, and motherfuckers come at me. I say this, the, the Rockets suck, and Rockets fans think I'm a Rockets hater. Y'all won 22 games. Yeah. Well, what, did they win 17 games? Who? 17 or 22 no, something. The Pistons, Pistons, won, won 17. Pistons won 17. They won 20. So it's like, y'all sucked. Yeah. I'm a Knicks fan. When the Knicks weren't making the playoffs and they was they was losing games heavily, I was up here saying the Knicks suck. It's okay to admit your team KB suck. KB says the Bulls suck. Because why? Because they aren't good. That's what my job is. I'm stating a fact. 
if a player ends up performing, I have to come up here and say he is a performer. And my own basketball IQ allowed me to break it down. So if a player ain't performing, I could be like, well, you know, he ain't performing probably because his offense don't fit his game. Or, you know what I'm saying, this is not how they want to play. DeAndre Aiden, the, the Suns, want a rim-running center. That's really not his game. Maybe he would look different and change the scenery. Or maybe it's his motor, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm supposed to analyze that situation. But the fact is, blah, blah, blah is underperforming. Yeah. I have to come up here and say that. And sometimes you just have to – sometimes I just think fans, they get so, like – they, like – they, like – what I, it was, like, rose eyes or something. Like, they, they love that player so much and that organization that they don't really see the flaws. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you just got to sit back and look at it from an unbiased eye, and you'll see it. I think they'll be seeing the flaws. They just defend it because they just feel like their their player has to be perfect. Yeah. Uh, which – I understand defending and being a little biased, but I've never been extreme biased. Like, I'll come up here and I've, of course, defend Paul George. I've defended Devin Booker, Ben Simmons. The light-skinned brothers. It's because I fuck with the Paul George. is not light-skinned. He like, that's he, what I do. he like my skin. That's what I don't yeah. understand. Like, the, the <laughs> light-skinned thing that people have, like this light-skinned shade in people's eye. Me and Paul George are two different complexions. So is Kobe light-skinned to you? Kobe, no. He's the same fucking complexion as Paul George. <laughs> is Austin light skin? No. That's Paul he George. Might be, he might be a little bit. All right, chill, chill, chill. He on the lighter side. I, I wouldn't call him light skin. I'm a brown skin individual. You maybe because you was in the sun. I think you might like, be like. But I think y'all the same like tone. We in the same color scape. I don't call Mike light skin. No. When I think of light skin, I think of like a Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Zach Levine light skin. Yeah, Zach Levine's a straight up light skinned guy. Steph Curry, light Jay skin. Critch, Jay Critch type shit. Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole on the edge. But I seen that also, and and I and I don't colorism is a big thing. People really do be into that. I don't know why people care. And I, I it's a funny joke that my dad said and KB said on the podcast, and I it's the I'm not really bothered by it, but because I didn't know colorism is a real thing, but social media show you like people really like don't fuck with certain things yeah. because like oh. That person is too light or that person is too dark. So we was talking about a TV show, P Valley, that Mike is watching. I was like, you didn't know I was like, you didn't notice that there was a battle between the light skinned girls and the dark skinned girls? Like that was a that was an issue. And also it kind of does make sense because it's it's like down south too. Yeah. So yeah. When they when they put it into perception uh, perspective, that's what made me start letting people know, like, bro, it, bro it's a joke, but like you know, I fuck with who I fuck with. Lil Wayne is one of my favorites. He's a dark skinned man. Uh, Kobe Bryant is not light skin. That's my favorite player of no, all they time. They had like, it on one football. On it shit. was one football broadcast. I forget who said it. He's like oh, the shit. running back got a the running back got an advantage because he's so like he's dark skin. He's like you can't really see him out the back. <laughs> or did he say you can't see the ball? You can't see. It was like something like that, yeah. bro. But he was saying he's saying that he had an advantage because he he was dark skin. That yeah. sounds crazy. That shit is crazy. That sounds crazy to just say when you go on when you go on Twitter, people show you how real colorism is. Because they have their own stories and own shit. And again, sometimes Twitter can be a little too sensitive. Everything ain't about you being offended. But when people have dealt with certain things their entire life, it triggers them. Um, and I see that a lot of time on uh, on, on, on Twitter. I, what I don't like about colorism a little bit is in our own community. Yeah. Like, me and you are black men. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm lighter. I'm mixed. My hair might get a little curly. 
if it get wet. But I'm still a black man, just like you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I get pulled over. I was going to say, that's my favorite. I think you might even said that, and I heard that from you. But, like, if they look at you or, like, the police look at you, they going to say your ass is I'm black. black. Right. Ain't nobody going to say, oh, he light-skinned. He got right. the better yeah, for the that's doubt. That, that, no. Where, like, if there was fountains, if this is going back to, you know, that time where it's white only, they would not let me drink at the white only. <laughs> But like in our in the black community, they like I've in the hood, they call me like white boy or yeah. you'll be light bright or something like that. And it's like you, there is certain colorisms, but like at the same time, we we all fight the same fight. Yeah, if you grew up in the city, there's definitely light skin brothers that was called white boy. Yeah, that you just oh, that's white boy or light. That started brighter. so far back though. It's huh? because you know, like lighter skinned people, they worked in the house, and then dark skinned people, they had to work so, in the field. That's where it really started. But they worked in the house because. The slave owner themselves, they or who was in the house, was. raped. Yeah, yeah, raped. Oh, bro, a slave had a baby, and then they just had the baby with a special privilege. Mm-hmm. But still, that still, wouldn't make sense still. for the other slaves to be mad at the the person that's in the house because, like, my parent got raped you for me to be here. On me. Yeah, right. Bro, like, bro. what the hell? So it just go, it just go back into a whole lot of deep. Uh, deep-rooted frustration, anger, and different things like that. But um, all I said all that to say is that I Twitter the last few years have showed me the significance of colorism and prejudice against different things. And it get, it get weird. It get weird. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, Mike, you said you had fan questions. I appreciate Twitter for being so real. Yeah, I do. I pre- like, that that's one of the sides of Twitter that I do appreciate. Like I appreciate the fact that they actually like tell you how they feel on Twitter. Yeah. Like ain't nobody gonna hold nothing back from you. And if you say something stupid, you said something stupid. Somebody begged me for saying Steph Curry was good at defense earlier. But that but that's the thing. That's one of the things on Twitter that I don't like is that there's a problem with everything. You go on Twitter right now and you scroll long enough, you're gonna find somebody formulating a problem with something. As soon as you open it up, it's negative. Yeah, it's just like Look at, it's hard look to at, find positive stuff on Twitter. Look at this dude cooking with his daughter. Well, why he cooking with his daughter? Why he feel like she got to cook because she a girl? <laughs> why he ain't out there throwing her the football? It's just like, whoa. He just wanted to cook with his daughter. What if she ain't want to play football? Right. You feel It's always a thing. It's just the like they literally, man. boom, it's like everything is a problem. I seen a boy, his mom made him cut his hair, and it's like, Oh my gosh! Why is she doing that to that boy? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm and I'm like, who knows? What if he's a badass? What if this motherfucker got expelled and that's his punishment? Or what? You know what I'm saying? Like we don't know what the fuck be going that's on. That's why I, I I try to like try to mind my business because <laughs> you just don't know what the hell a yeah. person's going through, bro. Literally, you don't or, know what yeah. the hell a person's going yeah, through. Yeah, you just never know. So I just ignore it. And then Literally. you never know which one of these people is actually being themselves on the internet. Like, you could just be, like, pursuing some fake persona that you're trying to keep up with, and it is negative. Yeah. So you just got to – the internet is not a real place at the end of the day. It's funny, though. Yeah, that's my, that's my shit, man. Internet is not a real place. Like, on the internet, people hate interracial relationships, but interracial, interracial relationships are everywhere. That's another thing. That's, a, that's another thing. Bro, bro, you know how many people ask me on stream? They're like, is your girlfriend white? Is your girlfriend white? I'm like, why the fuck does that even matter? They'd be like, everybody in TTW likes white girls. And I'm like, KB the only KB KB was in the Discord. He's like, I'm the only one in here with a white girlfriend. Like, I don't even get that thing. Like, well, I, they probably they don't know they, mix. Yeah, I was like, but yeah. Regardless of if if she not, let's address that. 
everybody in Through the Wire has dated multiple races. Yeah. I think That's that just bad. comes with the territory where we live at. We live in the suburbs. Not where, even, though. Not yeah. even. It's just like That's just, the, the pinpoint thing that everybody in Through the Wire want is what everybody in the world should want, which is somebody who loves them and that they bond with. Yeah. Bro, y'all are seeing us at a certain stage of our life. So you can't tell me what I only like. Do you know how many black women I've been involved with? You know how many Latina women I've been involved with? There's not a race. There's probably you could probably count on your hand how many races I've haven't been involved with. And that goes to your point where it's like I just haven't been around them. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. never dated like a um uh, oh I've never dated a girl that's like from Pakistan or something. Oh. I, and the reason I say Pakistan is I know a girl. I don't know if y'all know Aisha, but we went to school with a girl named Aisha. She's yeah. her family's from Pakistan. Um, I've never dated anything like 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 to yeah. that degree, um, but I've dated almost everything that's been shown. You know what I'm saying, or talked to, or fucked with, whatever you want to reference. You know what I'm saying, because I haven't had that many girlfriends. Because at a certain age, you're just kind of talking and messing with people versus like dating. Dating, but like I've 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 fucked with all type of girls. So to try to that's ex- why I be I feel like it's. There's probably like some subconscious thing I got where it's just like I do have a preference, but people always be like, what's your type? And I'd be like, bro, I feel like it's just like if you're cute and I like how you look like then like you're my type then. Like, yeah, yeah I, I don't feel like I have a certified. She got to be light. I, I think I, I used I to have be nothing like, like that, that when I was younger. But I think the great and that's what I tell people that I know, like personally, people that I know, personal family members or friends. The greatest thing I ever did is I hit a certain age where I matured. And not and stop limiting myself. I never had a preference on race or skin tone, but I definitely had a preference where it's like, oh, I like girls with this uh, length of hair. Mm-hmm. I like th- girls with this much ass. I like th- mm-hmm. girls with this much titties. I like girls that ain't this tall. They ain't this short. I like girls with this. I like girls that don't have this or don't have that. You know what I'm saying? I hear a lot of people like, man, I I know I know I heard dudes plenty of time, man. I ain't dating a girl with kids. I'm I'm not dating a girl who, um, to yeah, you know what I'm saying whatever. Yeah. Who ain't got this much ass? Hey P, I'm I'm gonna say this real quick. This for two K. It say shop meter off increases your green green window by twenty percent. And this new one. So take that take that meter. Off. <laughs> I sound like I have twenty percent is a twenty percent is a percentage. lot. Mike I wonder why I wonder why they want why you to the turn shop off meter your gotten meter? so much worse progressively yeah. over time. Why? What's they? That what, what do they have to be against elite. the... They say your opponents and teammates won't see your shot meter online in NBA 2K24, but my advice is to turn it off. Just turn off the shot meter as soon as you learn your timing because it increases the green window by 20%. I'm going to I'm gonna have to turn it off. Bro, you know Kyrie going to love that shit. For real. Um, but yeah, I just think the older that you get, the less you care about like these superficial appearance yeah. preferences and you just look for the things that are valuable. Because I've been with people that I thought were really attractive but they don't get my jokes. That's yeah. a huge problem. I've been with people um, who got my jokes, but they had super insecurity issues about themselves or me or, you know what I'm saying? You just got pe- certain things that just don't clash. You got people who could be fine, sexy, get the jokes, but they super disrespectful. That ain't going to work because yeah. I'm not a disrespectful person and I'm not tolerating disrespect to me. It's a lot of you. So it's like it's deeper than just preference. So it's like. See, the nigga just wanted to come home to his girl, friend some chicken in her panties. <laughs> what the I ain't mad at it. Yeah. But you I think I say all this say when I Dana 
isn't what I think my young self would have. Because Dana's tall. I've I don't, I've never been with a tall girl. That was just a thing. As a tall guy, you just don't ain't with a tall woman. But you know what I'm saying. Um, also, when you kind of go through relationships, you kind of like figure out what, what you value, what yeah, value, yeah. and what you like, and what you kind of want out of it. I think that the, in life, there's just beauty in all forms. Like there's beauty in a lot of different things that you could just look at, mm-hmm. and like it's just it's just a way you have to go about life. You can't go about life looking for that IG model. Exactly. That's unrealistic. Like and that's know. the other part about the values and the morals. You could find an IG model, but she's not going to match your morals. And yes. she could not. That's why you. I feel like that's that people living online too much shit too. Yeah, yeah. Because half the the most majority of people you see, they're not IG models at all. Like nowhere yeah. clear. And then you see, close. and then you go on Instagram and you keep up with the shade room uh, on social media shit, and all these Instagram models that y'all f- oh, simp over, no. they date the, the same game, motherfucker. They get passed around by the same. This girl was dating this NBA player. Now she date that rapper, and then now she dating that pr- producer, and then had a baby <laughs> by that ra- that football player. So it's like it's just the same circle of people dating the same. I, me personally, I'm I'm not into that type of shit. I, w- I couldn't go and be in a celebrity lifestyle dating a girl who I know dated a dude who I listen to and a dude I watch. Yeah. My favorite rapper dated my girl, and she also dated my favorite basketball player. <laughs> no, I, I, I Me personally, I'm just being honest about me, knowing me. Yeah. Call it what you want to call it. That's me. That That's some shit that I don't think I could live with. You call it insecure or whatever, but I'm just not into Social that. media got like, the standards like unrealistic. It's always good to have like your standards high and everything like that, but they be posted like people really will post shit, and I really like you can't believe everything you see on the internet. Talking about some like man, first date. I'm always spending two thousand on the first date. Like you ain't even make two thousand this month, bro. Why? Why? And it's just like you see people in the comments like, yeah, bro. Like I be on the same shit, or people think like that's a that's the, the ideal. Like when you on TikTok and you see like. Somebody be like, "What's your red flags?" And then a the girl pull out her phone, and then she has a whole list of red flags. That's You're the, funniest, the red flag. That's the fun. That's the funniest shit on Twitter. It's like the. It's like this guy who he'll he always look for these videos, and he'll he has this this note. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, oh, another thing men can't yep. do. Yeah, because women be like, man, I don't like men that wear uh, his socks uh, midway past his ankle. He 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 <laughs> open up his phone. He put. We can't wear high socks. We can't get our hair cut by another man. <laughs> we can't. Uh, we can't use the bathroom past nine o'clock. Minutes. Like it's just like crazy. But you know, I was just thinking about what Mike said, and I'm not trying to make this into anything crazy. But they was on Twitter like two days ago. I saw capping about sex, and I'm like, this, this is the problem. Everybody got a damn porn addiction. Y'all need to turn that this shit off. This is the damn problem. They on there talking about, man, 45 minutes, 20 minutes. Man, it's starting at 40. And it's like, bro, <laughs> y'all sound like a bunch of fucking kids. It's starting bro. at 40? I ain't never had sex then. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. Y'all, they be on the internet capping and lying about every yeah. fucking thing. Or. They be using them honey packs. Or. Which is crazy. That's wild. Or. Um. What do I exaggerating? Exaggerating, shit. yeah. If you had some shit going on, there was you know a decent amount of time. <laughs> no, no, no. That no. ain't I'm, as I'm a man. I mean, I'm a grown ass man. I have other men who are my friends who I talk to. I have brothers, siblings. We all talk amongst each other and tell truthful situations. Every man ain't 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 you remember, out there. Like that. Yeah, we. This That's is a like scientific this is like fact. a couple years ago. This was in our homeboys chat. I think Terrence had put in like the screenshot of it. 
It's of a nigga that we know too. He had put on Facebook. He said, "I just had sex for four hours. Make sure y'all drink y'all water." <laughs> See, that's just a lie. Just lying. This four is a lie. hours. Four hours. Why are you wasting can, that much time? I can in your go. Day? I can go talk to a thousand girls, and all of them are gonna say, "If somebody try to do some shit for four hours straight, they're not gonna be." I'm interested. not. They not even. They don't even want that. <laughs> nope. So it's just like just lying. What girl yeah. just want like four hours? What is she do you know how much? Do you know how? I don't even realize how long four hours is. Four hours. Four that's hours. a whole half a flight down there to the West Coast. <laughs> yeah, this is a flight to the West Coast. Let me ask y'all this question. Me and Angie had talked about this like a few days ago. We was talking about like we was listening to Search and Rescue by Drake and how he was talking about how the girls he want, like the girl that he probably would love to be with, probably in, in the places that he be. Yeah. And I was like, which gender do y'all think could transition? easier into that lifestyle like drake dating a female or like a girl like jennifer anderson J- dating like me or like a normal dude like do you think a, a famous girl dating a regular dude or a famous dude dating a regular girl? yeah which gender coming off of the streets of working a normal job can transition into that lifestyle of dating someone of that profile easier i feel like a woman uh, can transition probably, like into stardom more angie has said men probably can handle it no, I don't Men think dudes can handle it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I, I don't think it's the right answer because I think both can't handle it. Yeah, I was going to say because say say I picked up fucking... Ice Spice. I, Ice Spice. Like, first of all, it's every nigga in the world trying to get at exactly. her. So first of all, your confidence level has to already be like a million. Second of all, it's just like... You already... It might be a little different. I feel like for the dude, if I'm a famous guy, like the opportunity is constantly just there. Like, And it's so easy. You know, type of thing versus like a girl's a little bit more holding of it, but it really depends. I don't think I'd be comfortable either way. You don't like, think you? Yeah, I don't. I th- I'm with P. I think oh. it's like it's a tough ass situation. It's you got. Really I just, think it's more or less gender and it's person. Like, oh, I think okay. it has to be a type of person. Like I agree with Mike. If Ice Spice, if I was single and wasn't with Dana, and me and Ice Spice started fucking around, me just being honest of who I am, I'm knowing I got the baddest girl in the game right now. Everybody, every studio she going to, every producer she's and she's in a she's in a male dominated industry. Yeah. Every session, so it's not even a rapper that's trying to get. It's the rappers, the engineer, the I'll managers, say, yep. the security, yep. the, the agents, the you know the, the, the fans, um, the bus drive. Everywhere she go, it's a motherfucker that's going that's trying to get at her, eyeing her, all that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, and vice versa, like if. If I'm dating Drake, that nigga get damn near like this is gonna sound glazer, but that nigga can get basically anybody, bro. If he go to his fucking tour and he trying to get somebody and they willing to do it, like and that's why the, the girl ain't gonna be able to handle it. Yeah, he got the damn opportunity. Women know how other women are, and they know somebody like Drake, bro. I just seen a video versa. of on Twitter of a dude who's not even famous was getting interviewed, and a girl came up to him, somebody like um. Hey, or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the interview instantly, like, oh, you would let him get your number? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can get my number. Hit me up tonight, blah, blah. And then he said, look down at your phone. Because it, it showed that you could see in, in the camera that her phone was getting a call. Mm. It's her boyfriend. Mm. Oh, shit. So it's like, and that wasn't <laughs> even Drake. That's not yeah. even a famous dude. So it's just like, it, it just depends on the person. Because, yeah, like, rightfully so, if you're a regular person and all you've ever dated was regular people, now you dating somebody who's a superstar. And who has sex appeal, who people think is sexy. Oh, you know what movie I just watched? 
you're going to be like, I'm just being real. I just watched The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. Yeah. I forgot what his, like, his, it's like something cruise. Tracy was, Morgan was in there. He was. It's like something cruise, but you know, he was like, uh, he was like a superstar quarterback or some shit. Mm-hmm. And he had the spread wrong. He ended up going to jail, all that type of shit. But one of the guards is talking to him. He's like, you know, before you knew, like, you messed up, like, you fucked my wife. <laughs> and then Adam Sandler's like, my bad, my bad, my bad. He said, no, don't worry about it. If my wife could do something like that, then, you know, I must be doing something right. <laughs> I'm like, bro. Uh, I said something to, like that to Dana. I'm like, um, so we was somebody, I, somebody, something was happening on Twitter or something or a TV show or somebody was cheating. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I never wanted to be cheated on. But if you was ever gonna cheat on me, that motherfucker better be Michael Jordan. Better be the richest motherfucker in the world or something. But yeah, and a motherfucker cheat on too. a motherfucker cheating on you with the pool guy who making seven dollars an hour. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, that's a that's bad crazy. look. Now yeah. you gotta reevaluate your whole life, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. That's it. what was you saying? I was saying that I think that. Like for me personally, I think I could do it, but like I feel like I, I feel like it would be harder for a woman to do it just because like you said like she has said men were very jealous creatures, and I was like I feel like that's the same thing for women. Like I feel that's like a, that's, it's a, it's a, that's a human thing. Yeah, that's, that's like we that's give a, a fuck human less. Thing. Yeah, but no, I think no. that I agree with Mike. That's no, a human if you thing. if you really fuck with a person, you gonna care. That's a human thing where people again, the internet specifically, we motherfuckers cap like. They don't get jealous. Listen, every person gets jealous. Every person has insecurities. Thanks. Every person has fears. Every person is self-conscious about something with themselves. All it is that makes us different is how we handle and respond to it. Yeah, yeah I might be insecure about something, but the difference between me and a person who is insecure is I ain't giving a fuck about it 24-7. There's somebody that may be self-conscious about something that's on their mind all the fucking time. Yeah. My nose. I might be like, man, I got a big nose. I'm insecure about it. But I don't give a... You're not hearing me talking about it. Yeah. Somebody may give a fuck about their jaw, and they talk about the shit. All the, that's what makes it different. We both we both have a, something that we're self-conscious about. We just carry it two different levels. Both of us are jealous. You just may be way more jealous. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's... Mike is right. These are human things. It's yeah. just about how, you know what I mean? Everybody gets upset, but the hot-headed person is hot-headed because they respond. Yeah. It's how you way. cope. It's how you cope with things. Because the same shit that piss you off will probably piss me off. Yeah. But if you respond with violence and I don't, you're the hothead. Yeah. Responding with violence is always just like the weird way of like dealing with shit. You should never respond with violence just because something triggered you a little bit. Yeah. You got you to gotta learn how to... Like, handle your emotions. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I think the first thing with doing that is understanding that we all got emotions. People right. always, my whole life, has always told me, you ain't, you emotional, you emotional. And that's good. But it's just like, name a human that isn't emotional. Yeah. And we all are happy, sad, mad, angry, excited. Like, there's just a certain range of emotions that we all deal with. And people, there's people that don't understand that about themselves. So somebody that's having an emotion, they look at them like, oh, man, you emotional. But it's like, who isn't? Yeah. And I, I had, I was reading a book called Emotions that tell you about emotions, how to handle them, how to deal with them, um, how to accept them, how to not run away from them. You know what I'm saying? And that's what really broke everything down to me where it's like, you know, and there was a good shit in there. It was like, yeah. man, if you angry, 
Anger is just an emotion of energy. So if you're angry and you just say, fuck it, I'm going outside, you run around a tree five times, he was like, man, you'll be so tired that you exerted that energy, you won't be angry no more. Yeah. Because, like, he, he was like, man, next time you find yourself mad, do 30 jumping jacks and watch you feel different because you just use that energy in a way, and that's a better te- uh, tactic than, like, verbalizing with somebody, being aggressive, being violent. You just use the energy in a different way, and you found out how to deal with it in a way that didn't lead to something that you would regret. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you see a lot of people when they go through breakups and they start going to the gym, you see like the craziest gym transformations that you have because they they, they channeled that energy into something positive, just something positive, yeah. and like it it works. That's why you, sometimes you got to figure out a way to just transfer your energy. Some people play video games. Yeah. Sometimes sitting at the game and just just an outlet. Yeah, just an outlet. Yeah. Or reading a book. Yeah. Or I feel like, like it's when I have yeah. the easiest escape for me, I feel like it's just going to play basketball. Honestly. Yeah. That's def. That's a thousand percent taking your mind of it. You is not going to be on the court. You not going to be on the court tired. Guard your man. Like she broke my heart. You finna be like, damn, I'm tired. Like, how can I stay in front of this motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. I used to love, I, I miss when Lifetime used to be open 24 hours because I used to go to the gym sometimes at like 12 o'clock at night just randomly and just like shoot around and go upstairs. and like It's just like having that piece of the whole gym to yourself and you just be able to go in there and do everything you want with no issues and it's just like, it's just peaceful. And yeah. something about doing that just it used to just put me in like the best moods. The drive home used to be crazy. I used to do that shit too. Like, yeah. It'll be late as hell at night. I'll finish hooping. And I'll go into the pool and like the little hot tub. Yeah. Fucking one, two in the morning. And there'd be nobody on the streets driving Thanks. home. That's what it's I just like. It's a nice, calm drive back. I like you driving. turn up to the music. Yeah. yeah. I love a good drive. Me and, me and my girl do that all the time. Like, we'll just go on a drive. Like, mm-hmm. down like Tuesday. Downtown. We'll go downtown. We'll go. If if one time we was trying to go downtown, like a week ago, it was Lollapalooza. We had to turn around and detour. Oh, yeah. But we'll go anywhere. We'll go. We'll drive to fucking Joliet. Like, just random shit that's yeah. just like, like what's the. What's up this street? And we'll just drive <laughs> and just like Sometimes chill. it's fun even just like looking at the nice houses and shit. Yeah, we drive through. Yeah, we drive through some of the rich neighborhoods by us. I'm going to definitely nice have to do that when they be putting up the lights. The Christmas the lights. Oh, yeah. Hell like, yeah. Like the ones over in Burridge. Yep. Like those, that whole area be lit with lights, yes. lights bro. Yes. That, that should be good. But yeah, to answer the question, yeah, I, I, I think both genders will have. A, I think it's more of the specific person. You have to be a person that, you know what I'm saying, that can control your jealousy, that may have your own shit going on. Sizz uh, said in our song, you can't trust nobody that you ain't never been broke with. Eh, no, I, I, mean, I don't really agree I, with that. I, I see what, <laughs> saying, I see what you mean. I got my value with, with, with Dana. Like, when I met Dana, we was just starting to, to get shit going. Mm-hmm. And I ain't had no car. I was still in my mama's basement. Like, Dana done slept on the floor with me. So once I started to, once Bro. we propelled and got that bag bag, it was like we went she, we went yeah. through shit together. So now it's like, okay. So I kind of feel that line a little bit because yeah. I don't know what life would be if I was up and I had to go find my person. Mm-hmm. And now they're around. They see you with a nice car. They see you with the nice watches. You got the nice crib. You know, you going on vacations. Any motherfucker could jump on with that. But is yeah, a motherfucker no. willing to sleep on the floor with you? Is yeah. a motherfucker willing to pick you up because you ain't got no car? That's when you could tell, like, true genuine love, when somebody willing to fuck with you when you ain't got it. Or even... Even if you do got it, they still willing to sometimes offer to pay or do shit like that. Like they willing to go out their way to try to make shit happen for you. Now you know what's that's popped in my mind about what you said Angie asked you? What? Okay, if Drake got with a bad bitch who ain't famous, yeah, but she still got like a good following, that make it 
even it out. Yeah, they're making even it out. Because yeah. she still got niggas in her DM too. Yeah. I ain't I ain't Beyonce, but I still got 98,000 on Instagram and I got yeah. 67,000 on Twitter. Every, you know what I'm saying? I get thousands of likes on my pictures. I got sex appeal dudes is in my DMs too. Then maybe it could yeah, it can balance but out. You talking about it's not gonna work? He picking up the local girl at the Starbucks or some shit like that? Because she don't have people thirsting over her, so she gonna feel immediately like she can't compete with the girls. As he's for around. me, yeah. If I'm with Ice Spice, Ice Spice DMs is on ten twenty four seven. My DMs is on ten with basketball fans, not feeding yeah. women. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that person don't feel like you know what I'm saying, like. They don't. I, I don't know. It's hard. How am I trying to explain? No, you this? like that other person still has options. Boom. Yeah. So, but you got options. But Drake with that bad bitch on Twitter, she got, she got options, options too. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Theoretically, bro. Theoretically, because women, this shit up women so ain't strange. designed like men. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm one of those people that think men and women are different. Mm-hmm. Like I think that a thousand percent. Yeah, we are emotionally, mentally, like physically. You know, and I understand women empowerment. I'm with that all the way. I grew up in a house full of women. My mom and my mom birthed everything but girls after me. I'm my mom's only boy. So I'm all with women empowerment. But men are typically stronger creatures than women. Women are typically, there are some exceptions, women are smarter than us, bro. Smarter than us. They're a little bit more dependent. Way more in certain situation, emotionally intelligent. Because uh, dudes, we see all the time, motherfuckers step on a dude's shoe and now it's a shooting. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, that yeah. shit's crazy. Yeah. That shit is crazy. And we, in, and we in Chicago, you hear all the time, man, they was shooting. How they shoot? Oh, he bumped into him and didn't say nothing. Because dude just can't fight. Huh? They can't fight. But even if they fought, that's a stupid reason to even fight. You yeah. stepped on my shoe. I would shoe, rather so you fight. I think that's also. Oh, I would rather. We're not talking about rather, though. But that's even still stupid. If, even if you fight. that, If I step on Mike's shoes and we start boxing, you know how <laughs> stupid that sounds? No, it does. It sounds <laughs> stupid, but in, that, that, in the climate that we live yeah. in, though, I would rather you But that's you not the conversation him. we have, obviously. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I was gonna say. Obviously. <laughs> obviously, shit. But it just, it just goes to the point where, like, yeah, and I'm not saying it don't happen with women. Women could definitely just go in a room and be eyeing each other and don't have no reason behind. But they're just better, understand. They're better at communication. Way better. Oh, yeah, way better at communication. They got us beat by that and so fucking. I would know say what I'm by a mile. Um, but what you was finna bring? You said you didn't want to bring it up? Or? Nah, when you was talking about that, just like that option shit, that shit reminded me. And like I said, this shit is so cringe, but I had a block. Blueface and Krishan on Twitter because that's all I seen. But I remember Blueface had a stretch where he's like, Man, you can't just have one girl. You gotta have like five, six girls. Like he had a whole stretch of these like that. And then every time it would be like Krishan, she got a message from like so and so. She got a message from so and so. And this nigga Blueface, like, man, she a hoe. She ain't she ain't worth <laughs> nothing. It's like, bro, you yeah. can't have that. You can't just live that double standard it's and just expect standard. it to be like you're not gonna get that energy reciprocated at all. And there is there is double standards that we can't control. They just exist. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Because that is true. If I go out and have sexual relations with seven girls i'm a player if a girl has sex seven sexual relations with a dude she's a hoe i didn't create that yeah mm-hmm. that's just, there's the, just i feel like there's just that, this, yeah. there's like emotional attachment more with a female and that's could be a fallacy which is like not for everybody could be a little bit of exaggeration but i feel like deep down there is a more of a like connection that you know? is, that's why and I that goes to like that, you can even say that's like that. goes to like way back when it was caveman and shit because 
if a girl goes out and she gets pregnant, the dude don't got to stay. The dude could go out there and kill the tiger and eat a lunch or whatever. She has to fend for that baby while, you know, all the dangers of the world are still coming up. Yeah. That shit still exists to the day in terms of, like, just single parent and yeah. all that. So women have to be a little bit more careful. They do. That's a really good point. But I, I, I do think that there's a little bit more of emotion. And that probably is why. It's because, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Any, any Every time a woman lays down to do that, no matter, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's birth control, plan Bs, condoms or whatever. There's always there's that chance, chance of having a baby. Yeah, mm-hmm. that they're going to have to not only fend for, but they have to carry that for nine months. They can go into it as well without, like, any emotions attached as well. Yeah, Same way we do. They can't because there's not always. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I agree with you. It's not always the case, but I feel like for the majority, I feel like you're, you're probably in the rear. If you're a girl out there and you're trying to just kind of like sleeping around just cause yeah. like I'm going to get six bodies just cause I can. I feel like <laughs> yeah. you're in the minority there. Yeah. You know? I'm not saying it's impossible. That's one thing that always has to go. I hate that it has to be said, but like, yeah, there's always exceptions to everything. For sure. It's also just needs, too. When women go, like, eight months, and she like, man, I, I kind of need, like, this break. There. But you, you know what's funny? See, you might see it happen. I know personal from personal experience through friends. I have a close friend to me who was with this girl. This girl told him. She, she came to him and said this. Listen, I ain't looking for all that relationship shit. You do you, I'm going to do me. We could just be friends with benefits type shit. And we'll just do, but I ain't looking for all of that, right? He like bet shit that worked for me. They they doing their friends with benefit shit for a few months. I ass was lying. I've been in that same situation. He went out, did what she said he could do. Him, she did something to his car, and he was caught off guard with, to her because he like, bro, you the one that put that proposition on my <laughs> table. Now you are upset with what you asked for. Like what the hell? And I'm like, that's what made me be like, yeah, women, they may want to do that. They may wish they could do that. Um, but I, I don't think even it's think also it's like if a, a female really likes you, they'll be willing to try to jump through those loops or try to do. To, like, to make to, them feel to like, me, yeah. make you feel as comfortable as possible. Yeah. And then they'll think that you'll get convinced that I just want to be with her. But it's like, yeah. I had yeah. a situation where like I was still messing with my ex and like this one girl, she really liked me and everything like that. And she knew I was still messing with my ex, but she liked me. So she was like, you know, I'm willing to kind of put up with this and hope that, like, maybe I'll change my mind. Yeah. You didn't change your mind. No. <laughs> and you're going to get mad when it's like you put in this effort and you're not getting what you want, you know? Yeah. But that's I, why I, I think honesty up front is like the most the important most thing. The most best thing. Yeah. I also think women with that, like, those are good things to have, though. We're like, you know, a lot of men be out here running around doing a lot of different things with different women. That shit ain't that shit ain't necessarily it. So I don't women should look at those certain things and I think sometimes they want to battle men. Like well, I could do it too. I do don't do it with the men are stupid. That shit not you know, men <laughs> really, are stupid. Really men, that shit and a and a lot of real men, we look at that and we 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 call that shit a L. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm maybe when you're fifteen and a dude has six girls and it's like, oh, he a player. At twenty eight I'm not looking at my homie like, damn, you got six girls you talk to. You're I'm looking at him like he's a damn fool. That's a lot of juggling. That's a Bro, lot of nonsense. You know what? At that, as you grow up, too, you kind of realize about like the whole like it's not always about you. When you're talking to people and like mess with people, you got to take their feelings into consideration yeah. too. 
Because once one of them find out and you break their heart and you low key like them or you low key fuck yeah, with them, you that shit gonna that. fuck with your yeah. that shit gonna make you feel guilty. I and, say all the time it was a, I used to, it was this girl I was talking to mm-hmm. like in high school. She went to high school with us. She was a really really sweet girl, and I I always be I always feel like not that I I don't I'm 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 with my girl. I'm good. Yeah. I don't want to be with her. But I always th- think back and was like, damn. I remember being hitting a certain age and being like, damn. I probably was a little bogus to her. Now, I wasn't on no dog shit. I didn't dog yeah. this girl out. Or I don't want to say I broke her heart. But I definitely always was like, hey, I should maybe reach you out. You put in say, your full effort? Yeah. So she liked me, and she wanted to be in, like, a relationship. Mm-hmm. I was young. I was in my, I was a teenager. Yeah. You didn't really want to be I in I wasn't a, trying to be in a relationship. But listen, listen, listen. And I, I don't, for the people, because I feel like there's a, a lot of people out there that feel like, man, I did my somebody bogus, and so let me reach out and see how they're doing. Do you think that's a little toxic? Why? Because, like, in, in theory, I guess your goal is to, you can't care about them, but it also you're kind of doing that shit for yourself because you want to uh, kind of feel better about the situation. No, I just the reason I say, I mean, it could I, it could be, it could have been toxic if I wanted to reach out and reignite some shit. Right. I didn't have no plans on doing that, mm. but I just wanted that person to know. And the reason being is because when you have sisters. Mm-hmm who get older and start to deal with men, when you have a daughter and you know that they're going to have to deal with men, you got nieces, you look at women and you start to be like, oh, shit. It's good for women to know from men who was once young and dumb, don't change. Don't, 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 don't act like you want to be friends with benefits or sex buddies with somebody to try to please somebody because young men is stupid. We're dumb. We're going to be done for a long time compared yeah. to women. But, like, especially in your teenage years, you just don't value. When Even into your 20s. Yeah, when you're 16 and 17, you're not trying to – you're not looking at a good – you're not looking for a good woman. Yeah. I mean, I want a good woman who got a head on straight. The shit I just said was, like, I, I just want a girl that's going to be at home cooking, you know, chicken. You're not and looking underwear. for I wasn't, I wasn't saying that no. at 16. Yeah. No. That's why in high school you saw so many, like, relationships where, like, someone cheated on each other because – Niggas, we we just being young and dumb. <laughs> young and dumb. So it wasn't to go back and make me feel good. I'm straight. I'm good. But it's to let a, a girl know she ain't do shit wrong. I was just young and dumb. Yeah. And all that does because you don't because like you said you don't know how that affects somebody. If a woman is being if a if a young girl is being a good girl, she ain't doing nothing wrong. She being cool. She cute. She treating you nice. And you still not giving her that shit back. She could be like, "What the fuck am I doing wrong?" Mm-hmm. Am I not being a thought? Am I not being thotty enough? Mm-hmm. Am I not showing enough ass? Am I not moving fast? And now she got a question that. So now her next relationship or the next person she meet with, she might be on some man. I, I gotta just do whatever to please him. That's not. That's that's not. So it's important for men to be able to. And I'm not saying they got to go directly to the person, but it's it's good to have conversations where, you know. And it's also to to talk to other young men of being like, hey, you're going to be young, you're going to be dumb, but don't be out here dogging nobody. And that's why I had to emphasize, I ain't dog nobody. I went in a relationship with the girl cheating on or anything like that. But that when I think back, cool at the end of the day. as a 16-year-old, mm-hmm. she didn't do anything wrong. I just literally didn't want a girlfriend. Yeah. But she, it, but at 16, you think I went and told her, hey, you ain't doing nothing wrong? I was probably just blowing off. Like, man, I ain't trying to do that shit. I ain't trying to go on no fucking date. <laughs> I'm, trying to, we, we finna, I'm trying to chill with my homies. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not 
trying to take you on a date and be lovey-dovey. That's just not what you own as a 16-year-old man. But I don't think girls are wrong for wanting that, wanting to no. be that, or wanting to have that. And like I said, I don't know how it affected her. You know what I'm saying? I, I've I've seen her on social media throughout the years, but I know she looked cool. She wasn't bothered. She was in a relationship or whatever. She didn't give a fuck. But it's just like, you know what I'm saying? That shit is lame. But you don't realize yeah, that it's lame until yeah, you become yeah, a grown yeah. man. Yeah. You don't. And then you're going to have a daughter, because now I'm looking at little Ari, and I'm like, damn, at some point she's going to be dating and have a crush on a boy. And that boy may just be a young boy who's not necessarily looking for a girlfriend or looking for a good woman. And then I'm, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, ah. and or I might have a son. And eventually I have to tell my son, like, okay, you're going to be a boy because boys are boys. But I also don't want my son dogging girls. Yeah. So it's like, how do I, how do you balance all of this shit together? Because a boy needs to be a boy. You shouldn't be 16 talking about, man, I'm looking for a wife. But at the same time, you know what I'm saying? You can't be having other young girls feeling bad about themselves or thinking what they did wrong when they didn't do nothing wrong to begin with. Yeah. I think that's uh, this is me trying to be philosophical. I feel like that started at a, uh, like a young age where you kind of like watch your parents and how they love each other and how they type of have their relationship. I feel like that goes a long way. Yeah, I think two parents definitely do like fix a lot of issues because mm-hmm. like if you just grew up with one, one like you're gonna you're gonna seek yeah. one of that type of like. What you would get from a mom or dad, you're gonna yeah. seek that from somebody else. Because like, even though women they can raise men, but they also can't teach a young man everything that like mm-hmm. a father can. Because we went vice to, versa. Yeah, I can't raise uh, something if Dana just left and it's just me and Ari. I can't do her hair. Yeah, or makeup. I don't. You, you can't teach everything that a woman could teach. Her. Right. Yeah. So it's like they all, we all need those things growing up. I think I liked it, but like my mom did a good job of teaching me certain shit and making sure I did know certain things. So like, yeah. I think what Mike says head on. Yeah. I, I don't, from an emotional standpoint, I, I don't know anything about emotion, but what I will say is when I was a young kid, when I was like six, like I'm talking about young as hell, before I, I, I think I had this in my mind before I even was like looking at girls to be with girls, I knew I wanted to have a family. And what I mean by having a family is my parents wasn't together. Mm-hmm. When my parents were together, I was a young kid, so I don't have memories of it. But by the time I was in first grade, second grade, getting memories, my dad was married to somebody else, and so was my mom. So I never seen my parents together. But I always like, damn, what would it be like if my parents? So I always like, what would it be like if my parents was in a two-parent household with me? Like if my parents was together. Yeah. I feel so like- growing up, I always told myself, I am going to take my time, do shit right. And I'm going to have a family where I'm in my kid's life every day because my dad only got to see me on the weekend. I don't know what it's like for my dad to take me to school or to come to a parent-teacher conference. He came to basketball games, but if something happened at school, I didn't, I couldn't call my dad and be like, man, come to the school. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, but I wanted to have that for my kids. So my entire life, I'm like, man, I'm ta- I, I'm not out here risky-bisky having kids all over the place. Nah, I never wanted to pick my kid up for the weekend. Because I was a kid who had to go see his dad on the weekend yeah. or in the summer on spring break. You use like your own life experiences, like motivation to make sure you correct yeah. that. And I remember having that in my mind at a really, really early age before I was even, like I said, before I was even looking at girls like, oh, I want to date this girl. I'm a, That's a girl I want, I'm attracted to. Because, you know, that's like you probably that's like nine or ten. But anything before that, you just running around playing football. Yeah, you say, yeah. You're not chasing after girls. You might be like, she's pretty. 
but you ain't like, mm, that's my girl. You don't really start getting your like first crush and shit until like, like maybe like fourth, fifth grade, shit like that. I was a little early. I think maybe third grade. I was like okay. nine years old. Yeah, no, I actually when I lived in the city, I did have a crush on a girl that didn't go to our school. She lived across the street. She would always be like bad to herself. You she, one of those. You had a girlfriend, <laughs> but she went to the other school. <laughs> she didn't go to our locals. She didn't go to the school in the city. She went to like a nice little private school or some shit, and like I was like really attracted to her. You think it's anything that you developed or picked up from being in a two parent household? Because I think you're the only one on our panel, KB. His parents was together for a little bit the amount of time. Light on. You grew up like yeah. me, where your mom married somebody else. Yeah, my mom married somebody else, and I seen my mom get a divorce. And I so I've been in two parent households. Where I had a step parent. I've had a single mom. I've, my dad is married, so I've seen a lot of different shit. But directly in my house, I didn't have the man who made me and the woman who made me mm-hmm. being one roof with me. At a certain age, that was I was probably fucking crawling when it was. I don't I don't know if this shit correlates. I feel like it does a little bit, but I feel like personally, I I just suck at leaving a bad situation or if like if a situation is not good for me, it could be like a relationship or anything. It could be a friendship. I feel like I suck at just leaving it alone. You want to end on good terms? Yeah, it's always like that, and I feel like I kind of got that from my parents, and it's a different type of like situation but i feel like growing up they always especially when i was real young they always used to always like fight all the time and it'd be my, my yeah. dad my dad would be like fuck it i'm gone like i'm i'm leaving like yeah. some type shit but it'd be like two days later and like everything is back to normal mm-hmm. type shit and i feel like that was a constant thing that kept happening to the point where it's like they just back out again it's gonna be good in two days that's why i like I don't live with my sister no more, but I know she probably might experience that shit going up. I want to tell her, like, you ain't got to worry about shit. Them motherfuckers do that shit every yeah, other weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so I, feel I think like, that's just, that's also normal, just, like, living with each other for, like, 10 plus years or whatever. Yeah. Y'all going to fight. Fighting is inevitable. Once you start getting time in, arguments are going to happen. It's, I'm like that, too. But, like, in the relationship. Like, I remember when me and Dana was first starting to date, back when I, I lived with my mom. We'll get into it or something, have an argument. And like when it's when she leave though, I'll act like it didn't happen. Yeah. And she'll be like, she used to say, like, why you act like we you know what I'm saying? Cause she'll she'll want to storm out of the house and go, and I'll still be like, I'm finna walk you to the car. I used to tell her, no matter what, when we when you gotta leave or we going, I'm still finna you know what I'm walk saying? Like I'm like, car. yeah, I'm still finna do finna the same sure things I'm doing. We arguing, we having a little argument, but that don't mean I'm just finna be like Fuck you! <laughs> I still, I still want you to text me when you get home. Like I still care that you're getting home. I don't want no shit to kind of like fuck me over because I did some shit when I was mad. You know, because yeah. you just do dumb shit yeah. or you say the wrong things when you know you're angry. Nothing that we arguing. My point is not, to her was nothing that we arguing about gonna make me not care. Yeah, like, it's just a little argument, but it ain't it ain't like on some oh, fuck you. Like nah, it's like we we argue, but get home safe. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It ain't that damn deep for me. I still say goodnight even if we not on good terms. Like that shit is just normal to me. I'm still care. You seen that post? It was like we promised to not go. We promised not to go to bed mad at each other. We've been up since like Sunday. Oh yeah. It was like it was like Wednesday or some shit. That's crazy. So they just stand up. Stand up. They promised they won't go go to sleep mad at each other. Yeah, I saw like a couple say that part of their relationship was that they will always still kiss each other goodnight and shit. They will still always like check up on each other when they even on bad terms. The same shit that they made them good, they're still going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that's essential for a relationship to last. Because there's always on some fuck you shit when we mad. 
during those times of y'all band, it shit can happen. Motherfuckers can feel disconnected from you and stuff. So you gotta Some make shit that you can't take back gonna happen. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. I, I try not to say nothing crazy because I never want to take say something that I can't take back. And saying something crazy, that's that's never been in my MO, but I've definitely been with people who do say shit crazy when they get upset. Mm-hmm. That shit is tough to come back from yeah. on either side because you say something too far on me. You just, now I'm going to feel like I'm going to look at you different. Like, damn, that's how you really feel. Yeah, because it, yeah, you, it's a different light on somebody when you feel like you were kind of like in some shit that you can have like a normal argument or nothing. And that got to go to that extra level because they trying to hurt you at that point. If yeah. they if they're going deep or if they digging deep. And for me, that's right. different with your significant other. Mm-hmm. My homies, I, I've gotten into of my homies where I'm like, that's why, that's why, they, that's why, they, that's why, uh, <laughs> that's why I'm trying to think of a fake name. I thought you I know say. so many names. <laughs> I thought you would be like, that's why Carol cheated on you. I was like, damn. That's, that's, why, that's why Vanessa, you couldn't give Vanessa a number. You go ugly ass. <laughs> I've done that with my homies before. You know what I'm saying? Because we homies. But with my significant other who... You know, we're going to create a life together, be buried next to each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to be like, that's why That's why you don't like the way your butt look. Or you, <laughs> that's why you gained seven pounds. That's Ugh. fucked up. You know what I'm like, I'm, <laughs> that's the type of shit that girls be thinking of. Did I gain this? Did, 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 my, did my butt look? So if you say that, you know you're trying to hurt them because you've nice. heard them say those things before. But with your homie, our shit is way, way looser with my homie. That's why your ass garbage. You got dunked on. Fuck you talking about. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. Bro, what, what's Ontario told Sean? He said, they playing one-on-one. He said, you hit rim, you win. <laughs> <laughs> you know how disrespectful that? He didn't say you made this shot. He said, you hit rim. You know what's crazy? Sean airball. <laughs> Sean hit like all backboard or some shit. Bro, he didn't hit rim, bro. <laughs> He did not hit rim. We got to have another hoop session like that. That's sh- that's toxic. <laughs> that's, again, hitting below the belt with your homie. But it's just like when it's with your homie, I guess it's, as men with homies, we just got thicker skin when it comes to each other. It's something y'all would say to me probably won't be shit, but if Dana said it, it'd probably be like, ooh, you just punched <laughs> me. Ouch. Yeah. So, yeah. And you could tell how a person's character, if y'all do split up, how they respond. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit is also big, too. Because if they respond in a negative way, you now realize. I tell people that, that's the immaturest thing. Yeah. I see couples, it's especially on Facebook, like, they break up. Man, that's why your dick was little. You were just waiting for eight years. It never was a problem. Now the first day y'all broke up, now he just. Or, or like, it feels good to finally have someone make me come or some shit like that. Like, that type of shit. Yeah, is that's crazy. Why, like, no, yeah. I'm just thinking of, that like, toxic shit. That oddly specific, no. didn't it? No, it didn't. Jesus Christ. That was not specific. Oh, my God. That was specific, one of those. I ain't going to lie. I'm so, not saying it was, but it felt. It just it came out like, of nowhere, bro. Oh, y'all it came all, out of left y'all, field, bro. Y'all have all seen when a motherfucker break up, they say something about the they other They say the wildest thing. It's if it's little or her, her, her shit stink. That's why your titties was uneven. Yeah, some shit. But y'all that one sounded crazy. No, that, that was insane. Even, that was just a random thought. That was the random thought you had? Yeah. When he said that. It, that was something that I thought about. That's just true. Shit. But yeah, I feel you, though. <laughs> they try to say something about each other that's just like, if that was big of a problem, y'all wouldn't have dated for five years. If her bre- if his breath stinked, you crazy for dating him for five years. Yeah. That's why you ain't got no money. You broke. You was just with him for seven years. So y'all was broke together? You was broke with him. <laughs> him being broke when he first, all them years didn't matter. So what is it? 
And it'd be funny. It'd be the people saying that who ain't doing that much better than the other person. They'd they be on the same page. Because you know why? Misery <laughs> loves fucking company. Misery does love company. Yeah. Um, we how, how long we been going? Y'all have officially made it to the two fifth hours. episode in a row where y'all have made it to two, two hours. Two hours. A lot of good conversation. I do want to talk about one more thing before we wrap up and get up out of here because it has been a long time. But I'll save some... whatever questions because I did it. Yeah. I did it kind of late too. So I'll say whatever question for the next episode. Um, a lot of these conversations, I didn't know what was going to happen. They did. I'm glad that they happened. This all started with you saying that somebody was saying that through the wire, only they don't white like. Women. Yeah, only they white. Hold women. on, no, no. I am going to say one of them questions that I got. I was looking through them. Tell me why Jalen posted a question. Jalen, Jalen, what he's he talking about? Ask P why Lowry. Uh, Ask P why Lowry dominated in the finals or some shit like that. Oh, he dominated because man, um, 2K is just it's a video game. You can manipulate it. So you had he, him at small forward. Jalen puts Laurie at the small forward yeah. when his teammate is Michael Porter Jr. So anybody with a basketball mind know realistically, Laurie is the four in that lineup. But because I'm a nice commissioner who not lame, I ain't police everything. People was bringing it to my attention and saying, and I'm like. It's so much going on in the league. The last thing I want to do is now be telling him he can't run him. And I'm just like, well, he also run. got B.I. at the two. B.I. at the two. So talking about B.I. play. He bro, dominated. Jones day two. He dominated because he ran with an ultra big lineup to manipulate 2K. And all he did after I bust his ass the first two games and, and beat him by dubs. Dubs. That simulated into 40-point wins. His then new method was, I'm going to just... Control post the paint. up, yeah. Because I, I started, I started shit, Seth bro. Curry, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, I gave him credit. He was a champion. He won. I'm not taking that away. He won, but it's on. It's certain shit for me that I'm not doing in the game, bro. Bring and back. then it changed. It changed. It made me have to change my lineup. So then I put, I put Drummond in at the five. I put Chet at the four. <laughs> I don't even like playing like that. That's so yeah. lame and stupid. I'm it, that fucked my whole shit up. I played him once, and that shit was annoying. But, yeah, that's why he, he manipulated the game. Bring, bring back the old 2K with that side of shit. It mattered, but it didn't matter. Like I remember you could run Ty Lawson. Yeah. Five dude, five oh, ten. And just so I can, I can beat him to his, his comeback, because I was saying that in the, in the Discord, and he was saying, if I was just doing that, why I shot more threes? You shot more threes because when Laurie is posting up Seth Curry, have I have to send a double. And that double <laughs> leaves somebody open on a perimeter, and you threw it and shot a three. But the next league in 2K24, because it's always a lane, it's always a lane, we might have to do position lock. We what might have do? to. Because it be people. I, but there's people that play multiple positions, too. I they mean, they're not going to have one lock. They, line up have two, they might have two positions. They, they might have to be realistic positions. Yeah, they line up and have to get approved. Ain't nobody getting Scotty Barnes. Because like, Laurie does play three and four. Yeah. But Laurie wouldn't play three if he played with Michael Porter Jr., Michael Porter Jr. would be the three. Yeah. When we had Busy in the last league, Busy had Giannis and he had Chet. He didn't put Chet at the five. He, he put, put Giannis at the five and he put Chet at the four. So it's just little manipulation things that people do. The Ben Simmons, Detroit J, oh. he's not as good. He done tried to put Ben at the five. He done had Ben at the one, Ben at the fucking four. He done tried to put Ben everywhere he can to get an advantage. <laughs> I'll put him at the one. Then when you put him at the one, you beat the point guard, so now the help is there at the rim, so he can't really get his shit off. Then he said, okay, I'm going to put him at the five, so now he's being guarded by Azabuki, who is your center. <laughs> so Ben just going around Azabuki, just ducking, ain't no help behind him. They just looking for any little loophole that they can have and take advantage of. And it's just like, 
I've actually, I've never looked at my line or just try to manipulate it that way. I just put guys in a normal position. That's just a my, <laughs> that's my team. Shit. Also, probably don't have an op player where I could put it in ain't a ri- position. And I and like I told Jalen, he lame for doing it, but I can't even really be mad at him more as as much as I'm mad at 2K because yeah, like Mike said, size matters, but not how to. Because I'm taller, don't mean I can automatically drop step and move somebody out the way. They let anybody just post up and drop step. Yeah. I understand Seth Curry is smaller than fucking um, marketing. Bi, bro, it'd be but like B. I've never seen Bi drop step, move somebody, and lay it out. He just is not his game. Michael Porter Jr. backing down, moving motherfuckers and laying up because he got two inches taller. That shit is not. Now, when Jalen was getting switches with like pick and roll, and uh, Jalen Duran was being then switched on to J- to Seth Curry, everybody does that. Your center yeah. is guarded by a little guy. Take advantage of it. But like to say that that's your offensive scheme to just try to purposely get Larry marketing on smaller people and post them up. I was well. I'm, I always look for the the guard who doesn't defend well, and you just go at yeah, him, right? go at yeah. Him. That's one. That's one thing versus just like, like posting up. Whoever, whoever had Kyrie, I was just hunting Kyrie the other day. Like I was just making with Ant, with Ant or either Harrison, whoever he put, tried to put him you, on. You heard, you heard him say Harrison Barnes. We played him yesterday. Harrison Barnes had a twenty one without the simulation. <laughs> so with the sim, he probably had that in their forty. Because yeah. Mike, Mike he was, was seven just, for uh, seven for nine from three or something. I told Mike he, he got that shot down. Mike was just like, I'm just going to leave him open. <laughs> he had like. You used to be that bad, but you could do that. But Derek, know his shots now. No, nah, what killed him yesterday was them turnovers, bro. He kept mm. turning the ball. You was playing. You, I don't even know how to explain. Bro. Like, you damn near are playing off ball, but like. No, listen, listen. So, he'll be going down the court, right? He got his P, he got his PG going down the court. It'll be like Anthony Edwards or Drew Holiday. He would get. He would beat me as I'm guarding him on ball, and he would see the computer would go help. And you so would click over. I wouldn't even click over. I would just say, like, I'm on Ty- uh, Tyrese Maxey. As soon as he beat me, I just ran just to ran whoever to else to replace him. Replace yeah. him. And he just kept on the ball. We kept getting, yeah. like, those little steals. And I was just like, fuck. I was like, bro, it's eventually you got to stop doing that pass. Like, yeah. it's not open. But it looked like it's open. So, like, I. That's the type of shit you got to do. I don't consider that off ball because you're still playing D and you're just running to the help. So, he anticipating. If that you're pass. good at anticipating, then you can do that without it being off balling. People who aren't good at anticipation, that's off-balling because they're trying to run to a corner, and I didn't even throw it. Now, look, you're playing <laughs> off-ball. You ain't guarding nobody because he ain't got the ball. But if you can see where the ball going and click over, and boom, I'm, I'm here. I'm already there. Or I'm going to just naturally go over there. I love when people think they're going to, like, so say somebody catches the ball at the wing or, like, in the corner, they think they're going to make the extra pass. Like, I'm going to go close out. I just be running to the other person, and they don't make the extra yeah. pass. Like without so even thinking about it. So he open in the corner. He throw it. You they you act like you finna run to contest, contest that corner, the corner shot, but he, he gonna try to throw it to wing. But you really jump that wing. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, that's that happens shit. to me a lot. That's the shit on my team where you gonna really get mad because everybody in my team <laughs> is gonna pass have fake? interceptor. It's like A and X, I think. Yeah, oh. together. That's gonna help a lot, yeah, especially with you. Especially it's no, hard to remember when you own that shit helps a lot. Yeah, oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Last thing I wanted to wrap this shit up with the wedding. We got to speak about the wedding. Every time I stream, is people asking how was the wedding. I know we had a bunch of bunch of fun. Um, thoughts as groomsmen, we were we were in the That's wedding. That's my second wedding I've been to. Technically third. The first wedding I went to was like my parents, but I was a baby. Yeah, I was like yeah. I was like Avery, so that shit yeah. really don't matter. But no, that was the best wedding I went to, hands down. And it was also just like personal because it's KB. Yeah, you know, it was just fun to have everybody in a group setting. We all had fun the night before. We went to Top Golf chill after the rehearsal 
And so, like, it was all just, like, one really fun weekend. And, like, and I, you got to drink. The open bar was amazing. They had whatever you wanted. They could make that shit up. I had mimosas, tequila I'm with lemonade. Nasty as hell, bro. They were? I can't do that cigar. I liked it. I, thought I, they, liked I didn't it. think they tasted bad. Yeah, I liked it. I felt like that shit was hurting my damn stomach. What was you? Why was, was you, you inhaling it? it? I was. I felt like my shit wasn't even light, so I had to try to get it to inhale first. And then once I finally got a little bit, it was just like you was hitting was, that on like a blunt. That's your problem. Yeah, you supposed to do a mouth pull, not a throw pull. Mm-hmm. Oh, my shit wasn't even stay crazy. <laughs> a throw pull. Yeah, but you don't. It don't have to be burning like a blunt though, because you just well, yeah, it should burn. It like should a be blunt. burning. Yeah. So it's just like that's why I like them because I'm not an inhaler. Mm-hmm. So I just. Caleb, Caleb had his. He was chief in his shit, bro. I, I, like, he shit got him, all the way down Derek to Derek shit was like this much of ash. Nigga was like, damn, it's ash or shit. Yeah, I didn't. Because <laughs> I felt like if I would have ash shit, the ember would have fell out, but it didn't. Because sometimes when you're smoking like Joinson or a blunt, if you try to ash it, the ember will fall out, then you got to relight it. That's because you rolled it, dead. Uh-oh. <laughs> Maybe. No, it was fun, bro. I yeah. love the open bar. Um, Like Mike said, it's just like personal. The and the whole, music was great all night. The whole crew was there. The whole crew plus they girls. Um, our me and KB family was there. So like my auntie, my grandma, our cousins. Your dad is your dad. Like I know that might sound crazy, but like <laughs> that made literal. so much sense though. It made so much sense. Y'all are like identical when it comes to like even like personality. The first interaction I had with him was like, "Hey, D Mills." What's going on, man, with that tight ass suit? And I was like, <laughs> Oh, no, he crazy. <laughs> I was like, he if that's crazy. not a Pierre interaction with you, to that like that's like that's to a T <laughs> of how he would approach he, you. He his daddy's son. Yeah, like, <laughs> y'all. He said that in the wedding or at the reception. At the reception. Oh, okay. Like that was our first interaction, and I was like, he, the whole <laughs> night, people kept coming to me like, man, your dad is a character. Your dad is crazy. Mike's girl. Her, her, uh, Mike and his girl were going to the bathroom when I was walking out. And she was like, Pierre, your dad, he's something else. Like, <laughs> I, I caught him saying something to Mike's girl, and I'm like, Pops, we like we just met her, so don't be saying nothing crazy. Like, I'm saying, he over there talking to her. You know, I told I told her, I was like, because she was asking about you, I was like, when you probably meet Pierre, he's going to be like, he's going to be like, oh, this so-and-so. Like, it's not going to be your name. Oh, my dad And that's immediately it. what your dad did. He had called her like fucking Sabrina or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> he loved that weak-ass joke. That's where I get it from. But I, that, yeah, that's when I told him, I'm like, we just met her. So that whole, uh, is this t- the, Tiffany, right? That, that joke ain't going to work because like, this is this is like, nah, man. What did he call her? Did he call Sabrina. her? Sabrina. Oh, he called her Sabrina? Yeah, he's like, this is Sabrina, right? Did she get upset? He's like, uh, he's like, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I walked Dan into the car. He out talking to Josie. <laughs> what? <laughs> just like having a legit. I walked Dan into the car. Dude, dude. All right, sweetheart, get home. Let me know. He texts me. All right, give me a kiss. Bye. I'm walking slow. Walking back. They still talking. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? Um, who else was he talking to? He, he, he never did. I play he, like deep book. He never did that random girl thing to Angie. He hasn't done that to her yet. Has he met her? Yeah, he met her yes at the wedding, but oh, he okay. didn't do that. Okay. He was doing a shit with Tyler that I didn't even know about because we was at the wedding. The little fan Tyler yeah. got one for uh, jewels, and apparently my dad was like, "Hey, that's mine." And Tyler was like, "Oh well, my lady needed or some shit like that." <laughs> and Dana said that my dad whispered but said it loud. I'm going to have my son whip your way. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm like, this, this motherfucker here, bro. This motherfucker here. He just called me, too. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Y'all are, I can see where you get your personality from, from him. Then he was trying to get a cigar from Tyler. <laughs> well, I can't wait to uh, KB get back. Because I feel like KB dad was also a character at the, oh, at the little wedding. Bro, KB dad said something and laughed and Mike looked at me and laughed. Because he, <laughs> he had that same type of laugh. We always been kind of try, trying to mock over the years. That, I'm like, yeah, Mike, hey. don't look at me, Mike, because I'm a die crab, bro. He say. <laughs> <laughs> He kind of he slid that joke in there too. I'm like right here, and I just see Mike look at me and start laughing. I'm like, I'm not even look at your ass right now because I'm finna cry. A funny thing that happened at our table was that uh, you know, like the waiters how they was bringing the food. They had came back. One dude came back and said, "Y'all want anything else?" Kyron was like, "Yeah, we need three more plates of everything." Oh, <laughs> that shit is crazy. He need all three back, and he brought all three plates. Y'all fucked that shit up. Everybody ate it. They didn't even ask our table. They didn't shit. ask y'all. No. Oh damn. Kyron funny. If anybody was not going to have a white shirt, it was going to be Kyron. And then he bogus, too, because he got his white shirt. He couldn't even button it up all the way. So he got a tie on with the top yeah. button just hanging out loose as hell. And it was funny because his suit jacket was wrinkled. <laughs> 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 we had a steamer. We had an iron. He just up there vibing. <laughs> he just bullying. He, he could have easily asked me for the steamer. Or ask for I was literally steaming my shit. Caleb steamed this shit too. Kyra could have easily came in and just steamed while he was waiting on his shirt. Then Terrence said he tried to come rub the wrinkles off on me. So now nah, you gonna be posting up like this. That's funny when he's <laughs> Kyra saw him putting on his shirt and said, That shirt came in your box. <laughs> he's like, cause I'm thinking about how I'm gonna put it on. I'm thinking like I'm he gonna have to wear a tank top a or tank some shit. Tank top under his fucking shit, bro. A tank top with crazy. a tie and a suit. He is crazy, bro. <laughs> he is crazy, bro. Legit. Well, I knew Terrence was saying somebody was gonna forget. Mason ass forgot everything. He even got his shirt. He even got uh, face shoes. Oh yeah. Mason was like, "Oh, she gonna beat my ass." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh hell no, boy. We gonna we gonna protect you." That was that was fun though, man. That was super super fun. That shit was so fun. I remember laying in my bed the very next day, being like, "Man, I wish we had something to do tonight." Did that um that liquid IV helped, right? It helped was, me too. I was not hungover. I was not hungover either. I was a little tired, but I was yeah, not I was hungover. hungover. I woke up next day. I said, "I'm glad we ain't doing a podcast." I got me some Chick Fil A breakfast. I streamed at ten for like six hours. I was good. Yeah, that uh, that liquid IV before you go out gonna be a century. One of the questions on that post was like, "Who got the drunkest at KB wedding?" Nobody got fucked up at all. Mm-hmm. That's no. a, it's, yeah, it's like a family wedding. Nobody was finna be. The person who did get the drunkest wasn't with us. It was yeah. one of the them girls. Yeah, then one of the girls. Oh yeah, yeah I know. So, then I, I she know fell. exactly. Yeah, yeah I know fell. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, it was a, it was an incredible wedding. I almost started crying. During a ceremony when Avery came down the aisle and yeah. I look up at KB face wet. I'm like, he finna have me crying, this motherfucker. Um, hey, you take care of my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, hell, mom. I don't even know if he said that, but that's just what it looked like. That it did look like that's what he said. That shit was funny, man. That shit was super, super hilarious. No, it was I'm, a good drama-free night, just enjoying our time, fun. I, I honestly enjoy being in weddings. I didn't think I would enjoy it, but I did. I loved all the pictures we took and shit, yeah. too. The cigars. Yeah. and We got a lot of good I, And we haven't even received all the pictures just yet. just posted a picture on Twitter. It was like, um, it was you when you was like this, and they put this uh, picture next to it. I'm going to show you. Yeah, show me. 
Um, but we'll see you guys next episode. Will be Saturday. KB will be back. Um, if you haven't, make sure that you go on the the ttwtour.com. We have the reservations still open for the Toronto show. It's going to be uh, August 27th on a Sunday, uh, 7 p.m. too. So make sure you check that we out. We're seeing a number. This is by by number. One of the biggest show, The biggest show. The biggest show of Link people who are RSVPing. So I would make sure you RSVP in a timely manner. But expect this to be the biggest, craziest show that we've done yet. And I'm not I'm not one of those people that's just trying. I'm not going to say that every stop. Like, oh, man. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't nah, tell you nah, if nah, the, nah. the numbers weren't saying it. No. Nah, based off the number, I'm not saying performance because we're going to put on the show everywhere we go. But based off the number of RSVPs that we've already gotten a chance to see. And the last time we was told the number was like a week ago. Because once we got to KB Wedding, everything was shut off. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I whatever was shut off. So um, it might be even more. So, yeah, RSVP. We'll see y'all Saturday with the full gang. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I get to go. Go where? Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, hopefully you do get to go. But hopefully we get some juicy information to talk about. If not, we finna have some non-basketball podcast. We up here talking about relationships. We talked about relationships for fifty minutes. We ain't gonna, we ain't gonna do no live podcast. We just gonna have to do a uh, we gonna have to do a, a live Q and A. It's me and you. We gonna we can perform. Perform. Section. Oh, we gotta go to the studio too. I was just about to ask you about that too. Bet. Hey, we out. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.